G'day, how you going? Yogi Kendall and Craig Forsyth and I have been doing this thing called On The Road Radio. And every Saturday evening between 7 and 10, we've been doing a thing we're calling The Saturday Session. So what it is, it's a live show and uh, the listeners can call in and have a bit of a say and uh, get stuck into the conversation. We've been inviting you to do it for a little while now. It's one of those things that sort of had to happen, I suppose. The number you call in on is 0491 That's 0491 We'll talk about just about anything. Trucking, non-trucking, doesn't really matter. Any subject is fair game. Um, obviously, we, we can't defame anyone and we can't, uh, can't badmouth people. But we will talk about just about anything. A sort of a no-holds-barred conversation, so to speak. So what I've got now for you is the entire recording of last Saturday night's Saturday session, Saturday the 1st of April. It's completely unedited. It's completely unscripted. We start the show, we don't know where we're going to go and we don't know where we're going to end up. It's just a couple of blokes having a beer and talking about the cares of the week and whatever else comes up. So you can listen to it here if you want to. If you want to listen live... You can go and download from iTunes or from the Android uh, app stores, Australian On The Road Radio at iTunes and On The Road Radio at the other one. We're running 24 hours a day. We're playing music. We're going to be doing live shows during the week, talk back during the week. There's a lot of stuff happening. Hope to uh, have you all along for the ride. Enjoy what's a bit of madness, really, I suppose. Saturday session. Well, welcome to uh, Saturday Night. Saturday Night. Saturday Night's all right. It's all right for fighting, apparently. It used to be. That was a song, remember that? Is it really? Yeah, Saturday Night. Saturday Night's all right for fighting, etc. Yeah, right, eh? Yeah. Can't yeah. say I ever got into too much of that. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> well, we're without, we're without Yogi tonight, so it'll be right. Oh, so there'll we be can't... no fights tonight, then. <laughs> we can't get into trouble. Ha, <laughs> ha. Uh, yeah, right. have you been keeping well, up with what he's been doing over in America, mate, at the Mid-America Truck Shows? He's going to tune in, or, or we haven't I heard? I don't think he's going to be capable of tuning in, mate. If what, I, uh, what I saw on Twitter about an hour ago is any indication, um, I think that uh, young Yogi got you feeling a little bit second-hand by now. He met up with uh, Gordon McGill, our friend from upstate New York, yeah. uh, the Cast the logs out of the Appalachian Mountains, and he met up with another fellow named Justin Martin, who they call the super trucker, a guy who works for freight waves. Yeah. And uh, an Italian fellow named Lombardi, who does a trucking podcast in the States. Yeah. And so you had an Australian, an Italian, a, a bloody Canadian, walking into an Irish bar in Kentucky. There's yeah. a joke there somewhere, I'm sure. It's definitely the start of a joke, isn't it? <laughs> Well, they've ended up there in the uh, in the bar, and apparently, uh, old mate Gordon McGill bought him some hard Kentucky bourbon, and apparently Simon and and uh, Yogi haven't fared well. Oh dear. Hmm. Oh, well, we might hear from so, him tomorrow, perhaps. I don't know. We, uh, from the from the sound of it, mate, we might be lucky to hear from him before next weekend. The way we're going. Okay. Do we need to find yeah. a new host for a while? <laughs> I don't know what we need to do, mate. Uh, I'm, I'm, I hope he gets uh, on a plane. Well, I hope he gets on the plane too. He's supposed to be back here for a meeting with us on Tuesday. Yeah, so. I, know. I know. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, well. there you go. That's uh, 
that's Yagi. That's Yagi's bit. Yeah, that's Yagi. So that's that's covered the Mid America Truck Show. They've been over there with Simon from Next Journey, uh, selling the X our awesome Next Journey bags. Yeah. And I hope they've done all right with that because it's a bloody good they're a bloody good bag. My brother's got one of those, you know. I've got two. Have you? Yeah, I've got one. Right, next journey bags. I've got the first and the latest. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's saying yeah, something yeah. for the first because I still use it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, you put zippers in them. I love the zippers. Yeah. Last anyway, there you go. So have you got some yeah. big news for us or not today? Or we'll wait, have we'll I, wait for have it. Have I got big news? Don't get too don't get too started yet. All right. But you've got some. I've got all sorts of news, mate. It depends on what I'm allowed to talk about. <laughs> Alrighty then. We might just <laughs> we might just go to a song here, and I, I might might get you in the right mood. I hope. Okay. So, What's the song? Uh, all fired up. All fired up. Awesome. So, let's get into it. Yeah. 
So this is where I'm supposed to start talking, I think. If the, if the song has stopped, that's the best place to start. <laughs> uh, I hope we're starting to get this better, eh? <laughs> so tell me, did it get you fired up over anything, Mike? What's that? The song. Yeah, I'm, I'm always fired up. I can, I can remember having a conversation here earlier in the weekend. We both were a bit fired up, but Alzheimer's, yeah. I can't remember what it was about. No, I can't remember either. Right, eh? So you've moved on to the next thing then? I've moved on to the next thing. I always do. <laughs> right, eh? Let's, <laughs> let's hear it then. Uh, uh, Don't tell me you're lost for words. I'm not lost for words, no. Sorry, I can't hear you for the uh, the loud music. Which loud music? You're still going in the background, is it? How about yeah. that? There we go. Fixed, Is it gone? Fixed you up anyway. I was listening to Pat Benatar. Again. I don't know what's going on. Oh, it was only you that could hear it, no one else. Only me? Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> there are voices in my head, mate. There are sometimes when I own it. It's only me who can hear things sometimes. I certainly believe that. I'm convinced of it. There's got, all right. there's got to be hey? something guiding you that's not, not real. <laughs> Well, like I said, mate, I had a teacher that used to walk down the bloody aisle at school and he'd smack you in the back of the head if he thought you weren't paying attention. And like I said to Andy on the news the other day, mate, it probably explains a little bit of why I'm like I am today. Yeah, right. I'm glad there's yeah. an excuse. <laughs> no reason. Just no reason. All right, just to kick off with, let's get the phone number out there. Anyone that wants to call in can have a have a, have a turn on Yogi's stool tonight. 0491-825-633. That's 0491-825-633 if you want to ring in and have a bit of a chat. We're going to talk about just about anything tonight. As usual, I've been through the uh, news.com.au oh, website, which is the font of all things news and bullshit, as we know. This always uh, concerns me when you start reading that. And I'll tell you, you know what the biggest craze is at the moment, mate? I always find out what the, what the latest thing is going on. Mm. Uh, they've got a little section called On the Road, and I swear to God, I've got nothing to do with it, right? Nothing. Right. On the on the news.com.au website, right? You're not, you know moon, you're not moonlighting, thing, are you? You're not moonlighting. No I'm, no, I'm not moonlighting, but I'm actually thinking about saying to the bug as well, you need to pay us a royalty if you're going to use it. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Do you want bank details so, to put out over the air? <laughs> Actually, anybody could donate if they want. They could. They could. They could. They could. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping I don't get any sound, but I've just clicked on this story because it's absolutely amazing. It's a dash cam video, right? Yeah. And there's a guy. Look out. Turn that rubbish off. Um you're cruising now to Victoria motorway. You peer over into the passenger seat of the car next to you. See a pair of cold, dead eyes staring back to you. You're not going crazy. Hey, There's a perfectly good explanation. On, what do you reckon on. the explanation is, mate? Just hang on, Mike. We've got someone here. No, they're gone. Anyway. No, it's all right. It's all good. Yeah, keep going, Mike. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, right, so you're staring. You've ruined me timing. You really have. Right. God, it's hard to work with you sometimes, that guy. First to tell me that. <laughs> right, so you're cruising down the Victoria Motorway. You peer over to the passenger seat in the car beside you. You see a pair of 
cold, dead eyes staring back. You're not going crazy. There's a perfectly good explanation. Mm. What is the explanation, do you think? Got me beat. There is a sex doll named Donna sitting in the passenger seat. Right. Right. So this shop, this shop in Melbourne sells out of sex dolls, sold out of sex dolls. Sex doll Donna, one of the promotional pictures for the lovely Donna is her sitting in the passenger seat of a car, or sorry, behind the driver's, driver's seat of a car, it's an American car, and she's wearing the lovely red bikini and all this. She looks very, very real. And because of the awful traffic on the Eastern Motorway in Melbourne, they've got a, uh, a commuter lane there that if you've got more than one person in the car, you can go in the commuter lane, right? Yeah. It's a lot faster than the other lane. So people have been buying sex doll Donna, propping her up in the passenger seat of the car so they can drive <laughs> in the T2 lane. <laughs> you, you certainly pick uh, specific subjects every week, don't you? That... Uh, I'm drawn to it, mate. What can I say? <laughs> Obviously. So, uh, so Obviously. People are inspired by the promotional image of Donna sitting behind the wheel of a car. One customer even admitted that the transit late travel was the sole reason for the doll's purchase. I did, yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> wow. Do you believe him? I don't believe him. I don't know. It's, um, no, I'd, I'd, you believe anything these days. It's a changing world, isn't it? <laughs> you know? Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. Six um, doll Donna. Does, they sold out. does it have it marked on their forehead, though, what they are? Now, look out. I've got some weird music playing in the back there. I'm not going to get rid of that. Sorry yes. about that. Is that your ringtone? Yeah. <laughs> my ringtone. It's like, <laughs> like, it's, it's like stripper music, my ringtone. Yeah. All righty. Mm. Well, we had a, had a guest yeah. want to call in there. And, Did we? And we lost him. So we might... Um, We'll just go to a quick song here, mate. And uh, you know why? Because I, that was Andy Neal trying to ring in. Yeah. He just sent me a message. Yeah. And he said it went straight to the message bank. Did it really? It went straight to the message bank, and he's not happy. Oh well, we better try to get him back here. Why don't you try and dial in and get him? Well, if he well, I was going to put you on hold for a minute. That's the problem, isn't it? Okay. Well, I'll shut up. You play it on. So we'll, and we'll try. I'll shut up, and you get Andy. We'll see if we can get him back. Righto. Righto. I'll shut up. Play. Play a song. Oh, no, we'll just dial him straight in here if we can, so no one can hear Mike at the moment. They can probably hear the phone call. So I'm hoping it's Andy that actually pick up, picks up the phone. Andy, is it? Yo, how you doing? Oh, good, mate. Good, mate. I'm just going to bring Mike back in here. Sorry we missed your call. That's all right. So Mike's back in here, I believe. Oh, I'm back in. Yeah, I took the wrong time to come in talking about sex dolls. Typically, no. <laughs> seriously. No. Yeah, I think you actually picked the right time for it not to. Well, mate, I'll tell you what, Andrew, I'd buy one just to sit it up in the passenger seat with me. I reckon it'd be all right. Well, he, he told me this was going to be very classy and highbrow, you know, and, and that's what I come on to hear. Did, <laughs> did you believe him? No. What, what happened then, mate? You, you, you dropped in and dropped out. What yeah, everyone, everyone disappeared. Yeah. No, I yeah, just no. asked if Andy believed you, and that's when it went dead. Yeah, no, Andy didn't believe me at all, I don't think. <laughs> well, why should I start now? Uh, <laughs> it's taking you a couple of years to work it out, mate. Accustomed so, to it, eh? So, guys, uh, I'm, I'm here under sufferance because I, I told Mike that I wasn't, seriously wasn't interested in... in 
<laughs> sitting on Yogi's stool. Uh, <laughs> but if you can find me a clean one, I'll sit on that one. You have a bourbon, do you, mate? No, I haven't, mate. Actually, I'm I'm, I'm here uh, for a good time, but just a short time. I've got dinner uh, coming up very shortly, so I will be called. Uh, right, uh, you will be summoned, will you? I will. I will, and it looks pretty good what it's all going on in there. So. Yep. Yeah. So, so who, who have we got here? Well, you've got you've got me, of course. And, yeah. And Craig. And you've got my great mate, tech guy, the tech guy, Craig Forsyth, Craig, Andy, Andy, Craig. Craig, how are you doing, mate? I'm I'm doing well, actually. I I uh, I've done my normal trick on a Saturday and get in front of the desk here like ten minutes before we need to start after a, mm. <laughs> a, a rush rush trip to Dubbo overnight and back. So, yep. Done a bit of asset asset uh, manoeuvring. Um, but here we are. Here we are. Complete re- repositioning. Repositioning, yes. That's what yep. they call it. They call it a redeployment or a repositioning thing. It was an interesting day, you know. Go, I started in a 104 in the morning, then went to a 200, then to yeah. a 659, and uh-huh. um, back today in a little 409 SAR. Beautiful, beautiful truck. Right, uh, well. Nearly, oh. nearly beats my cab over. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, Righto. we're here. Right. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. What are those Sorry, go on, Andy. No, I was going to say, there's a whole topic of conversation. Mike, Mike issues with bonnets and no bonnets and moths yeah. on the bonnet and all that. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. You've got, to have, you've got to have a bonnet emblem to, to look at. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did have a Mac there for a while with a bulldog on the bonnet. Someone put um, a little pink two-two thing it was actually a hair it was one of those hairband things you know mm. while i was asleep someone put a pink hairband tight you know and it looked like a looked look like a little two-two dress on the on the on the um on the mat on the bulldog on the bottom i wasn't happy either sweet mate yeah do you actually use it to line people up or to position yourself on the road so I use it to position myself on the road. Mate. I don't use it for long. I do, I do occasionally protect it to gun sight, but so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I've never actually lined anyone up, mate. That'd be wrong. That'd be naughty. That would be. Did you say wrong? Mm. Oh, righto. Okay. Absolutely. Wrong, I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that it'd be wrong. Well, there's, there's nothing in a cab over to line people up with. <laughs> it's just in plain view. <laughs> Well, apparently everyone has an inner fin. Okay. 
and you, and you need to go go there for a four day master class of happiness. Do you get and a certificate? Hey? Is it a Cert 3 or Cert 4? A Cert 3 in <laughs> happiness? Absolutely. Right. I had, a, I had a Cert 3 in happiness years ago. Did you? Yeah, then well, I got Then you cert, got married. Then I got then a Cert four, that, that's, yeah, that's when I got my Cert 4 in uh, crankiness. But, <laughs> right. but then I found my Cert 4 in happiness when I get married again. I've got to say that because Blondie's upstairs listening on it. Is, is she? Mm. Hi, Blondie. How are you, mate? I can't hear yeah, you. As for my inner fin, I, I might, I'll check in the sauna. I might have left it in there. <laughs> well, I reckon that's why they're so happy all the time, because they are in the sauna. Hmm. There's, a, there's a beautiful picture here of someone at the Kura Resort where the, the uh, inner happiness course is taking place, a lovely woodland setting, and we're just sort of sitting there with a, with a glass there. And you not be happy there. And an inflatable sex doll in the... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, you had to bring it back. Just, I'm, I'm trying to be good, Andy, and you're leading me astray the course. All right, mate. Sorry. Three or four things, nature's crafts, food for the soul and body, exercises in forests and lakes and, and all that sort of stuff. So, and they pay uh, you to do it. Yeah, they're going to pay for people to do it. They're going to invite 10 people. Uh, there's no television. There's no. There, there is access to Wi-Fi. And they're going to do stories, and you've got to tell them how you go. So it's like a, uh, it's like trying stuff from some sample company or something. Yeah. So you go down there. Are you going to be vaccinated and wear a mask or what? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just taking it out in the left field for a moment. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going. That's all gone okay. by the wayside now, isn't it? Hey. Vaccinations and masks. That's that's old school. Uh, that's all yeah. optional. That's all optional today. Is that? Okay. <clears throat> but there is another great idea for you. Let's leave the Finland thing alone. That wasn't funny enough anyway. Here, right? This is funny. Okay. I actually, I actually chuckled to myself when I thought about you doing this, Andy. All right. Someone's made four thousand dollars from making Easter hats for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Four thousand bucks. I thought, like, just imagine you. Making Easter hat. Making, running around with the bunny ears on, scaring the absolute rubbish out of children with that. Well, I, I don't know that I'd do that, but i gotta, I got to tell you, my lovely bride has spent the last two weeks trying to make Easter eggs for the grandchildren. And let's put it this way, I've felt it safer to not be in the house or anywhere near it. Um, it hasn't gone well. It hasn't yeah. gone well. No. You can buy them from the shop. Yeah, I did mention that too, and the, and that was about the time that I realised it was time to put my running shoes on and get moving. Yeah. I just got a, I just had a text message from my friend Barry Grimson. He said the hello to Andy. G'day, Barry. And uh, and Barry's going to be uh, trying to dial in. I think in a minute. All right, okay. you're giving him the right number. Yeah. Right, I've given him the right number. Right. He knows the he knows the right number. So we'll see, we'll see how we do. He's your biggest fan, Andy. Barry is. He is, yeah, absolutely. I, I hope he would be. I've been sending those big checks for a long time now. You rang me up the other day, Craig. You said, where's Andy? Get Andy back on the show. There you go. So well, there you go. We had to oblige. Mm. It's always about right. Andy, isn't it? Uh, it's always about Andy. You know, you know, uh, 
I had someone make a comment to me. I was with Yogi uh, not that long ago that, down at the conference. And uh, at the NRFA conference at Wagga, we were down there, remember, Craig, and someone walked up to me and said, oh, you're the bloke that's on the podcast with Yogi and Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Please. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, amazing too, because your photo's not anywhere. No, no, but they, the the, uh, the voice, you see the voice. The that's voice. what it is. They know the voice. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't the bloke that we'd paid to do that, was it? Did you pay someone to do that? Well, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, we weren't ever going to tell you, but <laughs> it's a good time now. I paid. I paid someone in New Zealand to go and ask ask. Um, yeah, just a photo, so I could so I could win a bet. Yeah, right. Yeah. We thought it might just help rub your ego a little bit. Good on you, buddy. I don't have an ego. Ego is ego. Well, ego is not a dirty word according to books. Is it? Uh, is it a dirty word? Ego. Ego. Is it a dirty word? No. Yeah? What do you reckon? Nothing wrong with having a bit of an ego. You're living uh, proof. <laughs> You don't have one, Mike, is that right? Is that what you're saying? I, well, I, I probably do. <laughs> he was trying to tell me this afternoon that he might have a small one. Right. Might, might have a small one. Well, I'd heard that too, but what about his ego? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I've got to put up with? I'm trying to record the podcast with Andy. Great. Happens all the time. We go to record a 10-minute news, news session. We, we spend... 40 minutes laughing and carrying on like idiots and getting this all the news. It's ridiculous. Yeah, right. Sounds, sounds, yeah. Like, sounds like a truck driver. It sounds like, Andy could be a truck driver. It really could be. Really the best, best part of the news never actually make it to air, which is sad. But it is sad. Hmm. Um, although we did, you did do that blooper song where it was with Carol King or something. Was it Carol King or? Oh, God. I don't know. How long ago was that? Oh, it was ages ago, mate. You, you made a blooper song and it was us saying things and I think it was uh, Carol Carol King singing in the background about how uh, I can't remember. I remember I remember you doing I'm gonna dig it up mate. It's on that it's on that um on the hard drive you sent me. I have to find it and play it. Sounds like the sort of thing I'd do, I just don't recall. No, that. you absolutely did do it. You but as we established on this week's show, my short term memory is not what it used to be. Well it's <laughs> Didn't used to be much anyway, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I heard that. I heard that. I heard that. Mm. Oh, right here. I think it's so, a perfect excuse to act inappropriately, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Short-term yeah. memory loss. Great thing. I plead senior moments frequently. Yeah, no, and so you should. Mm. Hey, um, moving along with the uh, the rubbish that we've been talking about, the tourists that can't believe how big Australia is. How thin? No, how big it is. Oh, how big. Right. How big Australia is. So apart from being immediately overwhelmed by the unique, unique way we use words, geez, they haven't been to New Zealand, have they? They use words fairly uniquely over there, don't they? Oh, don't get me started. Yeah. Well, they, uh, well, they pick, just pick a vowel, any, any vowel. Doesn't yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to Australia and how they can distance. Distance is not a concept. Mm. In England, but, if you have to go from Swindon to Bristol, it's a 45-minute drive, and that's a full-on day excursion, apparently. From where to where? 
Swindon to Bristol, 45 minutes in the car. Right. That's a day's excursion. It sounds like Actually, 45 well, minutes. 45 minutes. What do you reckon is a long drive, Andy? Oh, mate, a, a long drive for me is, is probably, I don't know, Brisbane to Melbourne. Yeah, that's a, that's a long drive. Well, it's, yeah. It's but they, they, don't, they don't do long trips in the UK. They're, they're not used to travelling distances. When we were over there, we went out to um, out to Stonehenge to have a little look around. Right. And then the people we were staying with were astounded that we came back all in the same day, you know? And it was like, it's two two hours away. It's not that far. Yeah, do it. Yeah. So what's it like? We should try it sometime. Yeah, you should. You live here. <laughs> not that far. It takes not you two days far. to get from Brisbane to Chindra. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. can <laughs> too. <laughs> oh, man, that ain't much. That ain't much the end of a bloody afternoon. That's a horror story, that is. Oh, can't all wait for that to be to be fixed. Yeah, well, good Finished. luck with that. How long have they been fixing that? Well, how long have they been fixing the Bruce Highway for? Don't even start starting. Don't start me about roads. I think it's like, it's like painting the Harbour Bridge, isn't it? The Bruce Highway. That's right. You start at one end and work, work, work your way around. Uh, this person in this article said that they'd run into some people, some Germans, uh, in a... Uh, Did they mention the war? <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention the war. In a juicy van out at Mount Isa. Oh, yeah. And they, they pulled up beside them and they asked them if they'd be in groomed by tea time. <laughs> You're still in Queensland. People would be driving all day. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, dear, dear. just can't make it up, can you? It, it is. Um, we, we've had a driver from uh, across the ditch here at the moment, and you know, you send him on a on a sixteen or seventeen hundred kilometre trip, and um, yeah, it is a long way. It is a long way. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, without well, turning that, around and going back. Sorry. Without turning around and going back. Without turning around and coming back, no. Speaking of driving and things, uh, new road rules targeting distracted drivers come into force in Victoria over the weekend. They've joined the Queensland Club, Andy. Okay. We've got pictures taking, uh, so cameras now taking pictures of people uh, on the phones and not wearing their seatbelts, and it's a $55 fine. That's a nice round number, isn't it? It is a nice round number, yeah. I think it's a, is, that, is that more than the I think it's a little bit more than the Queensland one. I think it might be. I, I don't know because I, I behave perfectly, mate. So I've never run foul of the law in that respect. No, 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 no. And most of the time, I got a helmet on, so they can't see if I got a phone against my ear. Either. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently, if you've got one of those little touchy things on the phone, you're allowed to like the headpiece, the scale of rider or something like that. You're allowed to touch and turn your phone on. Yeah, got one of them. Okay.
not wearing their seatbelt. I didn't think you could get a car that didn't beep madly at you when you didn't have a seatbelt on these days. Yeah. You, I just, know. you just buy the plug bit, don't you, and stick it in the in the socket. Would you do that, mate? Would you go that far to avoid wearing your seatbelt? Uh, you might if it's a farm ute and you just want to shut it up. Yeah. It might drive off, but some people would do it, I suppose. I've seen I the trick with these sticky phone magnet ones that you use mm. for your hands-free, where they stick them to the centre of the steering wheel. Right. Because that's the best place to put your phone, apparently. Yeah, well, when the airbag goes off, it's going to be like a piece of high-speed projectile in the straight to your face, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that that would actually hurt, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, you see, I, I saw a picture of a car on the internet oh, ages ago now. This woman had put, like, crystals and glued them all over the, the steering wheel in front of her, on the, on the steering wheel and all over the dashboard. And the thing had airbags. So can you imagine what would happen if she had an accident in that? And the airbags went off. Mm. Be like, be like being shot with a shotgun, wouldn't it? She stuck crystals all over the steering wheel. Yeah, crystals like, like you know the the, the, the healing and wellness crystals that you go and buy in the shops. Oh, okay. is that to help you after you're in the accident, so you've got them wedged in your forehead? I can't imagine living with that for a long time, wouldn't you? No, look, you have to wonder about about the the, the uh, way people think when they go and do something like that. But it's oh, gee, this looks very, very nice, mm. and, it, and it's not until after uh, if they manage to survive the uh, survive the incident that they discover how bad it was. Mm. You've been summoned, Andy. I'm getting a query here. What? Uh, did he not come in? We were trying to find a lost dog. All right. Oh, right. You want to go and find your dog? You... Not particularly, no. Did no, no, you out here, Bill? They'll come back. He <laughs> <laughs> can't get away. So. He can't get away? Oh, we found him. It's all right. He was inside. Everyone stop looking, Andy's found his dog. Yeah. yeah. That's the other one we want to lose. <laughs> the other one? Uh Mate, he's been digging holes everywhere and he's the right royal pain in the butt. Is he? We're, we're up to remote control number four for the television. For the okay. Thing. Yep. They're not cheap either, the remote controls for the TV. Well, I was actually quite astounded, mate. I, I looked up the model number, looked up mm. online, mm. and believe it or not, brand new OEM equipment, $8.80 including freight. Oh, really? Yep. That's true. Do you have to tune them in or anything like that? No. Work Pull it out, away. pick the batteries in, and off she goes. Wow. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah, and it's, I'm quite pleased about that because, as I said, this is the fourth one now. So. Yeah. yeah I, um, doesn't chill. I, I've got, got a, a gold pass as being a favoured customer now. Okay, right. Well, you've actually put me onto something, you know, you haven't had to go next door and smack the buddy next door neighbour up the side of the buddy because I've been trying to work out what my TV's changed again all the time when I'm looking at it. They got the same one. I'd say. <laughs> Good on them. Our dog doesn't uh, chew it, but he will turn the TV on overnight if you leave it on the lounge. Hello. Mm. I used to have a CV radio that would open a certain electric garage door every time I drove past. <laughs> Years ago in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, right. Only found out by accident, but geez, it was fun after that. 
I had a cordless um, mic once setting up at a at a club that was actually on the same um, frequency as the club's um, PA system. Uh, I've heard this story. This is I, I was walking around trying to work out where the noise was coming from, and there was a few <laughs> um, few words coming out that probably weren't real pleasant either. And they rang me from the bar and said, "You haven't got a, a cordless mic up there, have you?" And I said, "Yeah." So it was going right through the through the bar of the RSL club. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was, um, I can it was very, very interesting. You tell that to the kids of today, and they won't believe you. No, that's right. Yeah, if, well, you, uh, if you told them it was a um, corded mic, they certainly wouldn't be- believe you. Well, well, they wouldn't understand you. Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't understand yeah. what a uh, corded mic is. Now we've, we've got a couple more things to go through here. If you're still interested, there is we've got a choice. You want to hear about the naked, naked, the vegan, the dinners that people are paying to go to in New York? Do you want to hear about that? Or a Melbourne wife's horror because she's been told her husband is too hot for her. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) An American woman has revealed that she doesn't wash her hands after going. This is what pastors use, right? An American woman has revealed that she doesn't wash her hands after going to the bathroom. And in fact, she pretends if she goes to visit someone, she runs the water and wastes a bit of time. Oh, we've all done that. Have we? Yeah. Have we? And, have we? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. It, or, I must or, have forgot. I must have okay. forgot. <laughs> Short of memory loss. Or we, talk, or we can talk about what's causing the confidence gap for women at work. I bet you under naked vegan dinners. Naked vegan dinner. Yeah. There is a lovely young lady called Charlie Ann Max, and she, find, and she finds naked dinner parties liberating. So much so that she started hosting them and charging people to attend. They're not even allowed to wear an apron, right? Mm. So in New York, you sign up for these things. You've got to have an invite. You can't just sort of rock up. Clothing is not allowed application only and you go there and you talk about women's issues um, nudity art cooking art nudity and self-love initially the the new food nights are uh, invite only but this max is expanding to thoroughly uh, thoroughly review applications and join the fourth frontal festivities of others hearing about that hey Greg did pay to go and eat vegan food in the mood Andy well, I was only interested in the vegan aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I, I, you couldn't pay me enough to go and eat vegan food anywhere, but <laughs> naked or otherwise. But you have to pay to go. You have yeah. to pay to go. Yeah, you okay. to pay. I thought it was another yeah. one of these um, advertising things where they no, pay to No, 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 no. They, they probably go vegan because they reckon there's enough meat on offer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you just feel so free to go to one of these things. Mm, I bet you do. Uh, you don't feel free if you're paying for it. <laughs> if I had to get in the clothes, uh, you just commonly show up alone on it. Can you imagine taking a girl out for dinner this time? Oh, by the way, we're going to a vegan joint and it's moving. <laughs> <laughs> and you can feel free. 
and you said feel free. Feel for free or feel free. Feel for free, yeah. You can embrace embrace your inner rhythm. Good God, where do they, this this, this stuff is used, this is why I can't help. It's like watching a car crash. News.com.au is like watching a car crash. This is 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 what's wrong with the world, that, that you actually read it. Well, you can't believe it. I can't believe it. He just looks at the pictures, don't you, Mike? I think that's what he's asking. <laughs> I just got a message from someone there's, that says they can talk about whatever. There's box probably box. better things to uh, to Google <laughs> than news.com if you want a bit of nudity. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Did you hear what I said? No. I got, just got a text message from someone that said that they can talk about whatever pops up. That's the meat and two pictures. The meat and two beds are optional. Oh, dear, mate. Excuse me, madam, can you get your dumplings off the table? The meat and two beds are optional. You're ready, you're ready. Let's crack up. I'm actually got a little tear there. I'm laughing. Thank you for that. Thank you for that caller. When we travelled, when we travelled halfway around the country, we ended up in Darwin and there's a caravan park here called the, the Free Spirit. Right. So the kids are in the car, and so we're going to the Free Spirit. It's a nude, nudist colony. Right. So we booked in for a couple of days prior. So I don't know. Yep. They didn't know what to think. We're right. Heading to Darwin, but yeah, it's it's not. We need to get my young mate Josh Smith on in. Thinking I was about just thinking about him. Yeah, he, he about probably runs it, does he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He'd be a good candidate, though, wouldn't he? I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a very We've got a caller coming in here. Um, well, look out. We'll see who it is. Let's see who it is. Right, I'll just put you in here, Marcus. Yeah. G'day, Marcus. Marcus. How are you, Marcus? How are we? Not too bad, not too bad. And uh, uh, the M1's not too bad tonight. Um, I'm sitting uh, going southbound towards Kempsey. Yeah, right. Southbound high speed on the M1. Go you, Marcus. Well done. Oh, mate, mate. I, uh, I come up with this great idea that I'll help Lindsay Australia to do a, a changeover. And uh, right, it's going well. Oh, dear, dear. You're a sick, sick man. You are a sick, sick man. I know. I anything better to be doing on a Saturday night, to be honest. I can, I can do the best hey, I'm listening to, to you guys. <laughs> That's what I mean. Thanks for that, mate. I- I'm sitting in the shed having a, a great ball that Andy's abstaining from the burger because we know that's bad for you. <laughs> Andy, what was that? Now, so I'm also um, trolling out the Hub Fleet um, um, app tonight as well. There you go. Dear, dear, dear. Really I, good I, I, hope get, I hope you're getting paid for the sponsor endorsements there, buddy. Mm. I'm not. <laughs> No, we, um, yeah, the old uh, idea of uh, moving to the EWD was a good idea and uh, decided right. that uh, we'll do the jump and, and have a look and see how it all works out. Right, eh? well, that's, we've, we've talked about EWDs. We're not doing EWDs tonight, Marcus. Sorry, buddy. We're no, no. <laughs> and uh, that's all going good, so... Yeah. Um, Mind you, we've got the um, the speed alert going off its off its brain. Can I suggest you slow down then? No, <laughs> I'm sitting at 100 kilometres. Uh, Goes off at 101. 101. 
So, that, uh, so, so uh, have you been down past Marajaraba or whatever it's called? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just down in Ballina at the moment now. So, oh. Um, yes. Bolina. Just around the corner, mate. I know. Bolina. 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 Uh, you're, you're not a distracted driver, are you, Marcus? Oh, hell no. I'm a safe okay. professional driver. Right. Yes. What, what, I have, what, are, you doing, what are you doing on here with this unprofessional lot there? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. It's a very good question. Yeah. Mm. Well, so, so, is, there, so is there anything in particular we can help you with, Marcus? Like, if you're going to Kempsey, oh. do you know how to get there? Um, I'm struggling. I've got uh, got Google Maps working. Right, uh, right. Us, us Queenslanders, we do we do struggle with um with uh, directions. I'm, I'm being told. Right. Do, do you change right. trailers or just change trucks? No, no. We're just doing the changing of trailers. Right. Yes. If I've had that text message. Someone said we definitely don't want to talk about EWD. <laughs> no. No, no, we don't no. need to. No, we're not. Uh, no, we've had we're done with that. No, we don't. So, so is Yogi still alive? Have we uh, have we got comms on um, if he's still alive? Well, and, uh, happy? The last time I heard, he, he had ventured into a Kentucky Irish bar with a Canadian and Italian and a bloody American and Australian got into a, an Irish bar in Kentucky. Made it to start of a joke for sure. And the last information that I have from the old mate Gordon McGill is that uh, Simon and Yogi are both hammered. They were the words that he used. They are hammered because they've been drinking Kentucky bourbon. Mm. So, so anything, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Yogi's with Gordo, is he? No, uh, yeah, they're, they're Gordo's. Uh, Justin Martin from uh, you know, Super Trucker. That we did that podcast in the States and, and Derna and all those fellas from Back to Trucker. They're that all one's at, seriously dangerous combination, that it is. It is. It is. They're all at the Mid America Truck Show together and they've been in this bar after the after the events of the day. Oh Jesus, wet. That's it. You've got to set the cruise to ninety five on that thing or get off the phone, <laughs> oh. Marcus. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, so that they've been there and they uh, been there and they've been flogging the bags and just generally making fools of themselves. Uh, Yogi and Simon, we know they just do that anyway. Mm. And so they've all caught up afterwards. They've gone out for tea and they've ended up in this Irish bar drinking bourbon. And that was the last I heard from them. Might be the last so, we hear for a while. <laughs> <It's like laughs> It's, so it's what, not, what what sort of equipment are you in there tonight, Marcus? Is it big Kendaf or No, it's actually the um it's their first version of the six ten. Right. Is that? Oh, no. Yes. It's a uh, a fifteen model, a two thousand fifteen model. Right. Um the boys and girls over at the Acacia Ridge had asked me, You don't mind if you drive this and I said, Does it have wheels and it goes forward and backwards? I'll take it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Has, it got a, it has it got a bonnet, Marcus? It has a bonnet. Oh, good. Has it got a target on it? Should I? It's got. It's got to have the bonnet structure right, apparently. It, it, it should have a target on it. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be targeting other things. It's a 2015, 16 Kenworth. My God, I can't think of anything worse. 
Has it got yeah. a has it got a Daffy Duck motor or has it got a proper one? It's got a proper one. Yeah, right. Has it? Yeah. Got you can't, no, you won't make you won't make me believe it's got a caterpillar in it. <laughs> no, no, it's got a Cummins. It's not too yeah. bad. Though. It's not too you bad. Just, you're just provoking text messages there, Mike. I am I provoking? Am I being deliberately provocative? What's that? Oh. Yeah. We, but it is, uh, it is different to my normal K200 that I'd normally drive Monday to Friday. You're a glut for punishment. What are you doing, buddy? Day six out doing a changeover. Good God. Um, it's, called, um, it's called Car Rego, actually. Sorry? L- living it's the Australian car dream. The the, uh, job. Uh, car Rego. You know, the uh, Department of Transport sends you that bill each year and says oh, you need yeah. your registration yeah, 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 paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the one where you've got to pay for permission to drive your own property, that one. Yeah, exactly, that one. <laughs> so that landed in the mailbox and the bride goes, uh, hey, how's this for a bill? And I said, oh, I knew that was coming. You need to go to work, mate. Yeah, she said, we go going out on a changer. I said, I'll go and pay it. I'll go and get it mm. paid for. Why not? So, the big question, mate, do you have a sex doll sitting up in the back of the seat? Do you, do, do you have that? No, no. I thought, I thought I might actually pop over to Craig and see if I could pick up his one and, and use it. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> you should, should have let me know earlier because I have a selection. Oh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so... We don't just give them out willy-nilly. You've got to pick the right one. The one to see you. Don't give him the one with the leaky valve. Because <laughs> no, that'll just go down, won't it? <laughs> yeah. You need to do some training there with uh, Yogi on some of these little, little one-liners. He did not and he, he does it better. He does it much better. I'm afraid. Ah, you know, you know, you. So, it's been childhood. It's been childhood. Are we allowed? When are we allowed to let out the big news, though, no. uh, Craig? That's the question. No, you can't now. I can't now. No, no. no. no the no. big, the big bears overseas. Yeah, the big bears overseas. Maybe next Saturday night we'll have a big announcement to make. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe, Maybe we do. Okay, so if you're out there and you're looking to get in on the conversation, the phone number you need to ring is 0491 825 633. That's 0491 825 633. Um, we need to, I suppose, play a churn because I've got to go to the bridge, mate. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, you do that. And I'll just tip on trucker boy, so keep safe and uh, right. chat with you soon. Thanks very much, Marcus. Thanks, you you take care out there, buddy. Yep. Well done, mate. Yes, See you guys. Righto. We'll go to a quick tune, eh? What are we going yeah, to play? Quick turn. I'm going to go and have dinner. We're going to go. You're going to you gonna do that, Andy. Maybe come back later, maybe not, mate. Thanks for coming in and uh, sharing half an hour with us on the stool. And yeah. It's great to be working with you, mate. I do uh, I do love your work, you know that. Oh, yeah. You've had it all around. Mate, uh, absolute pleasure, gentlemen. You take care. Have fun. We will. Thank you Keep so much. Clean. Yep. No. Clean. Jeez, that seems to be becoming quite a struggle. Yeah. Right, guys. We'll uh, we'll play a tune, and uh, it's what I found this afternoon. It's um, I can't find it now, isn't that it? Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, Cor- it's one by Eastern Corbin. All over the road, it's called. We'll get. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, it'll be, it'll be one one that you love, Mike. So okay, well, thank you. Listen carefully. Uh, we'll give that a <laughs> Whispering in my ear, just take a peek up in here at this little hot mess. History, you'll understand. I'm doing my best, and I know I'm all over the road. I can't help but go. Little bit left, little bit right. It's hard to drive. Brutal little lips on my neck I said, girl, take it easy She laughs, says it'll be fine How am I supposed to keep it? Cameras everywhere, isn't he? Yeah, all over the place. It's just getting worse and worse, you know. You won't be yeah. able to walk out in your front yard shortly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we had Rod Hannafy trying to call in and... Um, oh, I didn't want to talk to Rod Hannafy anyway. You didn't want to? No, why well, would I want to talk to Rod Hannafy? He's, he's only the boss of the uh, president of the National Road Traders Association, my, <laughs> my mentor and hero. Why would I want to talk to Rod? I don't know. I'm going to try and call him back here in a second. There's so much we can talk about because he's on the rest area steering committee. Mm. 
and he's doing a lot of good stuff. Let's find out what's going on at Dubbo with the bypass. I think he'd know the latest on that. Yeah. Um, I could ask him if he's got a sex doll in the passenger seat. Yeah. That would be funny. I'd love to hear your response to that because he usually has things in the passenger seat. I don't think he's ever had a sex doll in the passenger seat, though. Yeah. Uh, that'd be funny. I can't believe you found that story. Oh. Mate, I can, I, can, I can find a story about that sort of stuff absolutely anywhere. Yeah. Can you hear us, Rod? Yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, wow. All right, oh, we'll try to get you on the air here, Rod. You there? Yeah, mate. Yeah, all good. Oh, he's here. He's back. He's here. Rod, what are you driving, are you, mate? I'm um, just coming up to Middlemount, so central west in Queensland. Nice. All right, eh? On the way to Mackay. On the way to Mackay. Bloody hell, everyone's out working, driving trucks, mate, and we're sitting in the shed drinking beer. Terrible, Yeah, isn't it? yeah, I'm sure you'll have one for me. Oh, oh look, I will, mate. I'll have two or three for you, mate, yeah. too. <laughs> I've already had a couple. <laughs> but what's going on, Rod? How's everything going out there in the big wide world, mate? Oh, well, it's been a bad couple of weeks for action, hasn't it? It's been a bloody uh, horrific time on the road. Thank you, didn't it? Mm. Yeah, it sure has, mate. There was a fella at Kaibong there the other day and another one down at Garbock in Victoria, and there was a few before that as well. Yes, yes. Uh, a couple of major ones down on the Pacific. That's no good at all. So I suppose all we can do is, is ask folks to be as careful as they can. It's... Uh, Something that, that gets used against us, and of course we don't know exactly what happened in any of those events. Those places would be the only ones that do. And at one stage, I did try and get the idea up of doing some sort of an accident investigation. Not to say that Fred or Bill or Sam was responsible and did the wrong thing, but hopefully yeah. to come up with information that might help another bloke not do that, or you know, be able to avoid it, as it were. Mm. Well. Yeah, we look at what's going on as far as the investigations of all these accidents are concerned, and there's often a reason for it. I mean, you yourself have said, Rod, without all that hardware that you've got, um, with all the hardware that you've got in the truck talking about the bumps, have they fixed the bump at your lab and yet have they? Mate, how long have we been going on about that one? Ah, uh, mate, five years to get that one fixed, and then they didn't do the one just down the road. But I did bring and complain about it again the other day, and it seems they've actually yeah. gone out and done something. So that was nice. Did you say one, oh, one bump at your Larbin? Yeah. Well, that's down <laughs> the corner. Like, you go to your Larbin, you go down that state, and there used to be those sort of two little left-handers at the end. And if you sort of try it hard, you could nearly get the wheels off the ground in a load of D-double. The undulations yeah. were just the right Hey, uh, I've just got a text message from Bob McMillan. He reckons he's on the waiting list to get on the on the show. Can we get him on the show at the same time, can we? We can if he rings well, in. So I think he's just tried to ring in the uh, the dial-in number, 0491825673. Yeah. And uh, can you get him more than one on that? I should be able to. I don't know. Well, have another crack, Bob. We have before, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, Bob's, Bob's sort of... You know, you know, old mate Bob McMillan, wouldn't you, Rod? I know him well, and uh, he put in so many years of his life as an advocate. And and then, look, he said to me at one stage, he said, "Don't get to the point of burnout. For goodness' sake, don't get to that point where you you just don't want to keep going." And the last couple of weeks have been pretty frustrating. Yeah. 
a couple of things yep. at home, a couple of things at work, a couple of things on the road. It is yep. so hard. Uh, I had a bloke bring me after one of those accidents, sort of not in tears, but he was ropeable. You know, he's been trying to get this stuff done for 20 years, and I understand it doesn't get done overnight, but what can I do? So I gave him a yep. couple of phone numbers to bring and a couple of things to do, and I'm hoping that he pursued that because if only one bloke complains, the yep. engine truck. If, if five blokes complain about a particular bump or a particular problem, or ten blokes even make that effort, then all of a sudden somebody says, "Hang on, maybe there's a problem here, and we better look at this." Yeah. Well, we have said that a few times now that um, it does make more sense for a lot of guys to ring up, and, and you've got to be civil when you ring up and talk to the people. The people answering the phone that have caused the problem. They're the uh, they're the one. I just had someone text me and said the bumper to Larbert starts at Pittsworth and ends at Wallen. Yeah. We've got Bob on here too, Neil. <laughs> yeah, there, Bob. Yeah, how you going, Mike? How you going, Rob? Oh, how you going, Craig? Bob. Brother <laughs> Bob. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a yeah, yeah, the intellectual uh, intelligentsia of the uh, of the trucking advocacy industry on the phone now, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, there's one There's one element missing, though. Who's missing? Sleepy. Oh, Sleepy. Yeah, I, I, is, I, I, is, he, <laughs> is he listening or what? Because I stand corrected and I wanted to sort it out. Did you? Yeah, I but I, I, might, I might do it on something to talk about so everyone can join in. Yeah, yeah. I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're just talking about someone sent me a text message that said the button. Oh, that was that was you, Bob. The bump at your last start. It's quite that bad, is it? No, yeah, I, yeah. I think it is. You do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, two of my most uh, two of my most disliked roads are the New Highway and the Bruce Highway. <laughs> right, eh? Thanks, but it's bad. It's bad. You don't like the Bruce. They live up up uh, in the far north there. Well, I've got much choice but to drive on it, have you? <laughs> uh, well, I'm lucky, mate. I can just go to Townsville and turn right, and then I don't have to worry about the rest of the Bruce Highway. Well, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. yeah and the new, new highway, I didn't have to use it on the way to Perth, so that was pretty handy. Right. <laughs> uh, so, well... But now, listen, just, just before I forget, mm-hmm. that, uh, that Ledger 900 that Sleepy's driving... Yes, that must be a pretty special sort of bit of gear. What was that? Well, I've never heard a better set of Grover air horns on a truck. <laughs> I had to, I had to put it, I had to put some air horns over some of the stuff that uh, Barry, <laughs> I know. Said, Barry said. It was, um, it was a little bit, was a little bit risque, and I don't want to lose my PG rating. I. <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast, PG thirteen. The podcast is. Anyway, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the arm um, of Barry. That was a classic, mate. Did you? Yeah, I'm yeah, no, spot I'm on. Yeah. I, I, I love him equally as he loves me, mate. He's, uh, he's I'm sure. I love all those. I love the, the whole six of all those boys at Roseback, even though four of us, four of them aren't, uh, two of them aren't with us anymore. Sorry. Yeah, well, we'll do some do some stuff there. So. What are you up to anyway out there, uh, Rod? What's the story? What's, what's the biggest thing crap in your cookies this week, mate? 
Oh, well, mate, when I was trying to ring you before, I was actually passing a green reflector bay out here. Uh, uh, that yeah. was good. It was one that they actually put up as opposed to the rest, and I had planned to mark another one at German Creek, but it was raining, so I thought, no, I won't get out and do that in the rain. It might be a bit, uh, bit sad, but I suppose yeah. uh, at the moment, mate, trying to get something done with that Senate inquiry, we know that all that effort went into that. Uh, I did write in last week and say, well, we need this industry body because if they're going to go making decisions before drivers get involved, we know where that's going to end up. The intent is genuine, but the delivery tends to fail a lot of the time. And that recommendation from that Senate inquiry that we have an industry body, I suppose, mate, we look at what happened with our steering committee. That became something that was a little bit more convoluted than we might have liked. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there want to know why we haven't fixed every rest area problem overnight after the first meeting. And that's a lovely theory. But, um, mate, we need to do something to push along to get this industry body. And I suppose the hardest part is going to be who's going to be on it and what say they're going to have. But if we don't get a say, mate, people don't listen. We don't get the right outcome. There's a perfect example, mate. Um, I went to a meeting up here in Mackay called by the Assistant Police Commissioner and the head of TMR was there and I had two people complain to me about the rest area uh, down here at the Mackenzie River. Yep. So it's just around a bit of a corner and if you are coming from Dingo, you used to be able to come straight into it on the wrong side of the road, on the right-hand side, just wheel in there and then wheel out the other end, no problem at all. But they spent some money, they did it up, and they put no entry signs. And what they want you to do now is come round a left-hand bend, which is sort of nearly making the rest area blind, and do a U-turn in an AB triple at 115 tonne gross, or whatever you might be, go into the rest area, and then come out and do another U-turn at that way, blocking both lanes just round the corner. So I bring and I said, you put these signs up, and the bloke said, no, he didn't. So I had to get a mate to actually pull up and get photos of the signs. This is how silly it is. To show them the signs that they put up. I sent the photos in, and I said, well, here's these signs that you reckon are there. Oh, yeah, yeah we did put them up. Sure. Right? Oh, we, we didn't improve it. We made it safer. And I said, well, I want you to remove them unless you can build a new park and bay on the other side. Yep. And he said, oh, I can't do that. I said, I understand you can't, but I'm wanting you to put that request in. And I said, if you don't remove them, I'll keep ringing and I'll just go higher and higher until I get someone that will listen. Yeah. You're doing that. Right I don't understand what it actually takes to take off in some of this big bits of gear we're running around in there. They're doing that U-turn trick all over Queensland. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, not only are they... Rest area between um, Rolling Stone and Blue Water, they've just spent a gazillion there. They actually put a toilet in, which is a miracle, but uh, yeah, you've got to do a U turn in. And the other one just uh, just south of, uh, in- of uh, Ingham, the same. And um, I see they're doing a bit of that sort of thing down the uh, down the back road, too. There's one out there west of, west of Dolby, and you can't, you, can't even, um, you can't even turn into it at all yeah, yeah, if, if you're on the other side of the road. Yeah. I just said, yeah, you, you run up to Darwin, all the car bays have got toilets. There's only one that I saw 
where you could park your triple road train out the front, walk in and use the toilet. And I don't see why they couldn't accommodate us there by just putting a, a bay out the front. Now, we don't have to drive a triple in there, but these would be nice to have access. And, and I want to know who decides this, because there are some rest areas you can come from both sides, some yeah. you can't. And if it's a flying corner, we can understand that. There's a lot of miners running up and down out these roads at end of shift doing, you know, fairly serious speed, and they've now got you doing a U-turn round the corner. And is that, you know, we all know yeah. that's the strict thing we've ever heard of, but yeah. they think that made it safer. I can't believe the other thing. The other thing in the territory, right, some of those car parking bays have got showers as well. Oh, yeah, and we don't have access to them either, obviously. Maybe the ones I saw for the trucks, they were lovely paved areas, they were room for four triples, and they've got nice purple rubbish bins, and yeah. that's it. No trees, no toilets, no nothing, no sign about where the next one is. And, mate, they've done all the work up, and the road looks beautiful, but they've taken away every spot on the shoulder. You used to be able to pull up if you hit a room or did a tyre or whatever, or you needed a pee. All those spots are gone where they've done the radar. They just made it worse. Yeah. Well, we were talking earlier uh, this week on the podcast about the uh, change of the parking arrangements in Oldwood. I'm sure you're across what's happened there, Rob. They've made that no parking all the south end of Albury Street there. And we know that at the uh, at the survey there at the south end of uh, Oldwood, you can park a couple of 64 trailers, a flat top and a wheelbarrow. That's about all the room there is there. We've got folks running up there now in the, in the AV doubles. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Look, I suppose it was like when um, they shut down Captain's Mountain. Yeah. They closed down. They didn't just close off the back of it. I can understand they don't want people making a mess when there's nobody there. But yeah. they could have left the front open, you know, just left the park in there so you could pull up and have a kip. We know that's the problem. Yeah. And then, yes, there is that corporate governance where we've got to close it off because we come, we become responsible. But why can't someone with half a brain step in there and say, we need somewhere to park, the land is vacant, uh, the council will spend two hours a week or put five bins in there and we'll use that until we come up with a better solution. And it costs mm. them nothing, really. And yeah. then they win and we go somewhere else. Well, there's that there's that next little parking area heading back in towards Brisbane. There, there's that next little parking area there on the left hand side. You can fit two trucks in there if you're lucky. There's, actually, a toilet, there's a toilet there on the left hand side. They yeah. actually signpost the the westbound one as a parking bay, which is yeah, they do nothing yeah. more than a spot to pull over. It's a great spot to sleep. Yeah, if, you, <laughs> there if, a you, times. if you like sleeping on a washing machine, don't you? Yeah, well, I've had no choice. I've had to sleep there a couple of times because my yeah, electronic logbooks said that's where you pull up, either that or you end up in Greece. Mm. Um, We're not uh, talking about EWDs. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not allowed to talk about EWDs. I've, I've had to sleep there because I was tired. Well, there's that. Yeah, every time. But then what about yeah. the, there's a few places where councils have nice toilets. There's not that many with showers, but like Jerome, here in Quinty, um, even the one there at um, Tolkien, like there's a few places like that. If you know they're there, the parking's not always perfect, but at least you get to access a reasonable toilet. And I'm sure these people that make all the rules don't seem to think we go to the toilet ever again. Yeah. 
No, well, the, the, the worst well, part about this is that like you and I, I think we can all agree, we've all spent a few hours behind the real all four of us. The worst part about for me, if you're going up a road that you don't know, you don't know where any of the facilities are, uh, you miss places where you could pull up safely or where there are facilities that you could use. I mean, I've found some of the best showers and toilets and stuff in the in the uh, visitor information centres in some of the small towns. There's a mm. shower there at Bollum, about halfway through Bollum, which is absolutely awesome, or it used to be. Um, Bell Reynolds, for example, at, at the information centre at Bell Reynolds, if you're coming um, eastbound, you just pull up out the front of the information centre and duck your There's a beautiful shower in that event. Yeah, at uh, Glen, well, Glen Morgan, there's some. Uh, just, but you, you don't travel on the road, though. You don't know it. Sorry, what was that? I just built a new shower block there at Walden. So there used to be a little set of toilets at the showground and truck parking there and out of the way on the bypass. But there's a new toilet block and a new shower block there. And one bloke actually called up. He said, oh, I hope you're not going in there for a shower. And the bloke said, why is that? He said, they're locked. And I went in oh, here to the toilet and, and there is a padlock and it's on the top. It's not actually locking you out. And... Yeah, you know, they're just a square thing with a shower and that. But when you—that's what—that's what you need. That's that's all you really need, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, well, we used, used to have a bucket and some water and stuff, and just shower beside the truck out the bush, mate. And that was always all right. But you can't do that beside the road on a major highway, can you? No. And we shouldn't have to. No, we, we shouldn't have to. So I pointed out to. Uh, to John Graham and uh, and Jenny Aitchison when we were talking about the conference. I mean, the the reality of it is, we do. You know, if we turn the buddy the toilets off at the uh, at the office block here in Sydney, there'd be uh, there'd be people going home from work. Mm, that's right. So you know, so why are we treated differently? So it, it does frustrate me a little bit. Yeah. So what yeah, else? There's a discrimination involved in it all. Yeah. What else is going on in your world, uh, Bob? Uh, not a lot, mate. Just uh, enjoying retire semi-retirement. I've never had a boring day in my life, and I don't think I ever will have, so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. But I, uh, I miss the road and catching up with my old mates, and, uh, you know, Rod's only going to Mackay. He doesn't feel like calling in to see me in Cardwell tomorrow or the next day, so, you know, that sort of thing, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear, oh dear. It's, it's one of those things that's very, very bloody hard to catch up with people, wouldn't you, when you're out and about all the time. The one thing I uh, the one thing I look forward to in that on that front is going to Alice Springs every year to the reunion. Yeah. <laughs> we um we'll, we'll talk more about that later in the season. We definitely need to get out there. I'd like to broadcast out there this year. Yeah. I think, I think we should we should make that a priority to get out there for the reunion. Yeah, we'll do a bit out there this year. Last year, a priority, Mike, so the radio itself can be the next priority. I just got a text message here before, eh? What was that? I said Rod's invited as well as everyone else. Well, Rod should make it. Have you actually ever been out there to have a look at you, Rod? And I went out there over Christmas and it said it was open and I got to the front gate and it was closed for three days. So I got a photo underneath the Kenworth logo and that's the closest I've ever been, even though I was inducted there many years ago and we did some filming out there.
Should go there. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm trying to couple times now. I got a text message earlier on when you when you when you started talking there, Bob. Someone that listens to the podcast said that you're a welcome addition to the uh, the podcast. They wanted to keep recording your pearls of wisdom for the show. That was uh, that was from old croaky mate. Like old Croaky, who, uh, who, uh, what, who, uh, was that Dean Craig? Sorry? Did you say that was from Dean Craig? No, it wasn't from Dean Craig. It's not that Croaky. It's another Croaky. Oh, right, eh? Okay. So, I'll, I'll, like, I'll, like that old Croaky who, uh, who, uh, I talked to from time to time on Twitter, sent me a text message that said he liked it. He likes to hear you on the show. <laughs> I'll have to, uh, I'll have to, I'll have to up the Andy a bit if you want to tell him to wisdom and know that he's just being a bit gone. <laughs> 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 you, know, you, you can't pull the wool over his eyes anyway, mate. He needs to be a coach driver. Get a, bit of, a fair bit of feedback there from your uh, phone there. Rod? Yeah, no, I want to back on the road again, mate, so I'll leave you this piece. I just wanted to say good day, wish you all the best, and uh, let's see what we can do to make the road safer over time, mate. Right, eh? Right, eh? No worries. Thanks, Thanks Rod. Great to have you on the show, mate. Happy day. Thank you, Bob. We'll have to catch up, mate. I look forward yeah, to catching mate. up with you this week. Yeah, appreciate you. your evening. See you another day. No worries. Bye, mate. All the best. Okay, bye. Bye. See you, Rod. Yeah, you'll have, you'll have plenty to reflect on on the way home from the sound of it. 
Yeah, well, it wasn't that long ago, mate. I, I, I took a flight to uh, Vancouver, I was 10, 12 years ago now, and I'm convinced that I was part of the the longest drum solo in the world, mate. It was the 10-year-old uh, <laughs> kid behind me in the seat, uh, in the seat behind me. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, that was a joke. That's not true. I spent the whole time standing up because I was, we bought one of those bloody economy tickets on the air Canada flight, and I couldn't fit me long legs in the seat, so I spent most of my time standing up talking to the hostess. It was mm-hmm. terrible. That's pretty uncomfortable for you, mate. Oh, yeah, look, it was. I was a bit younger, fitter, and better looking then. We've only got fitter. your word for that, mate. <laughs> well, you let that ask Rose, mate, because she was on the flight with me. I was very well, okay. <laughs> yeah. We might have a bit of a tune, eh? And... We can have a tune. You're going to hang about for a bit, are you, Bob? Yeah, mate. Has uh, Craig got any uh, Slim Dusty or Chad Morgan? Chad Morgan? Oh, no, there's no Chad Morgan. We're far. Chad Morgan's far. Oh, I'm going to play that for, the, for all the blokes working the coal, coal truck drivers south of Newcastle. <laughs> me and my mate Ratchet used to play, play Chad on the CB for him when we were heading over the hill there in the way into the market. <laughs> oh, we Chad might Morgan. be able to find something later. <laughs> oh, no, you, no, you won't. <laughs> I just thought I'd chuck that in. Chuck That's it an in. OHS issue, that is. No chance more. Oh, come on, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to play? Yeah. What are you going to play, Cobber? I'll tell you what. Oh. might suit your style here, Mike. What's that, buddy? We're going to play Centrefold. Oh. oh. Yeah, surely you remember that from your younger, fitter days. I do, we're not going to go to the better looking part. That's just wrong. Blood runs cold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the words. I don't right. know the words. Do you? Righto. We'll give it a, we'll give it a bit of a plug then. Give, eh? it a, give it a spin. Righto. We'll be back shortly. <laughs> Set 
Does it? It does. So you don't have Alzheimer's? No, I don't have Alzheimer's. People with Alzheimer's, you know, can generally like remember things that happened in their childhood. Yeah. They don't have any problem with that older long, you know, that older, you know, the older memories is the short-term memory that Andy has trouble with. Oh, can't say that, can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, crashed me phone. I'm just, I just rolled me phone. Have you broke over into the ditch. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. No. So we're back. We're back into it. We're talking about all sorts of things. I think Bob's still gone to the bathroom. So I don't know what's going on there. We're no, he's, to... he's back. He's back. I'm still here. He's back. We're on air, Bob. So here. careful what you we're say on about we're it. We're on air, Bob. So be careful. The number to ring in if you want to ring in, 0491825633. That's 0491825633. God, can you stuff up reading a phone number out of your water? You you better do that again or someone might get some annoying phone calls in a minute. (laughs) 0491825633 in the big radio voice. That was a work your fingers to the phone. Bit more style the, there. Yeah. Here in the uh, here in the shed on a Saturday night, the Saturday session, we've got Bob McMillan, my uh, mentor and uh, helper, the man who who has basically uh, been my father, confessor, and guider in life, and probably kept me out of jail in Alice Springs, and the tech guy, Craig Forsyth who uh, runs everything and oils the wheels that makes all the, the stuff happen on the background, on the road radio. Jeez Craig, up. how are you going there, mate? You right, are you? Yeah, no, we're going well, actually. I, was, I thought I might have crashed and burned to that this afternoon, but, <laughs> but but here we are. Here we are. Bob, are you all right, mate? Yeah, mate, good. I was just thinking every... Uh... Every good uh, every good operation needs a, a handy backroom boy, and it sounds like Craig's filling the bill nicely. Oh, we've got oh, some good. shitty old cans of WD forty here at the moment, but <laughs> you, know, oh, the, yeah. you know the ones that don't spray much. And yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah, I always prefer that. I always prefer that Lanolin spray. Keep it sort of keep it close to uh, close to natural, you know. Oh, Lanolin <laughs> spray. Can you still buy start, you bastard, or has that been banned? No, 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 that's ether. No, I think you can still buy that. But anyway, the uh, the old lanolin spray reminds me of all those loads of wool and sheepskins I did back when I was young, fit and hopeless. (laughs) I'm fairly sure you can't get ether anymore, because if you could, I'd know about it. Oh, right. Because you'd be buying it. You must have been a terrible child. No, I'm not going to go anywhere with that, mate. Now, we're talking about news stories, right? I found a news story. It's not sexual, okay? This is a serious, serious thing. This is a problem, apparently. Right. There's a mysterious magnetic anomaly growing over Earth. Uh, Right? (laughs) And they're calling it a pothole above South America. And it's resulting in a greater radiation risk, and no one understands why it's happening. So it's a growing pothole. So the people of South America obviously have a council that's doing about a greater job as the Wallabilla Council that can't fix the pothole. Uh, the growing pothole in space is shaking up the satellites and prompting geophysicists to scratch their heads. Wow. I'd say it's well, probably from lithium. Probably from lithium? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, was this A, B, or C answers? Or? No, 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 no. Oh. Apparently, apparently, it's caused by an increasingly angry sun. And it's, <laughs> it's throwing supercharged particles our way. Um, the sun's been doing that, like, forever, because it's like a radio, great big bloody nuclear reactor. Right. Isn't it? The so, sun. So it's an angry sun. An angry sun, an angry sun. In 2020, the... Uh, the area of this pothole over South America is 22,000 square miles, apparently. So that's a big property. It is a big property. They, would have, they would have grown a lot of wool there, Bob, eh? It sure would have, Craig, yeah. Yeah, we would have got a few loads out of that, mate. Yeah. I remember an angry <laughs> son in 2007. I don't yeah. know if he's out there listening tonight, but, yeah, he, he did have a big dose of it. And so, but I think it's a different son. I think, well, I think it's a different, I think it's a different pothole too, isn't it? <laughs> I, think it's, I think it might be a different pothole. Well, I think we've just amassed one big pothole now. The, the South Atlantic Anomaly, they're calling it, uh, and the study has been released by NASA. So we all believe everything that NASA says to us. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So the Earth, the Earth apparently is getting gastro. According to these guys, it's uh, it's really quite uh, quite entertaining. They're talking about how the uh, the magnetic poles are drifting. I think they've well, been doing you, that ever since. If you consider the fact that the Earth's round, not flat, it must be a three D pothole. It must be a three D pothole. Yeah, because uh, it's not a pothole in space, is it? Yeah, much better. Well, it is a pothole in space, apparently. So and you need to you need to cue the uh, the um, the, the 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 song the uh, what was it the Jerry Bruckheimer song from um, the Tom Cruise movie uh, Top Gun? <laughs> We're heading oh, towards right, the danger yeah. zone, mate. We're heading towards yeah. the danger zone. Yeah, it sounds like it too, doesn't it? So, yeah. So this was written I by might, a bloke I might be able to, I might be able to see that on a clear night across the Plenty Highway on the way to Alice Springs. Oh yeah. I tell you what, it's not bad out there, is it, Bob? I, I used to go out there and get. We were carting stuff into the Cooper Basin, carting all the bloody drill rod and all that sort of stuff into the Cooper Basin there, and you'd pull up on the side of the road because, well, there was no one on the road. You'd just pull up and have a sleep on the side of the road if you want to do it. I'd get out and lay up on top of the load and just look at the stars. There's no light pollution or anything. It was bloody beautiful. Yeah, well, they all go on about the Min Min light out there, and I sort of tried a number of different formulas to see if I could see something, but I never did. The Min Min Light. Form, you tried yeah. different formulas. You weren't taking eye pills, were you, Bob? <laughs> no, no. I just, you know, one night it was beer, another night it was bourbon, another night it was <laughs> scotch, and another night I mixed my drinks. Oh, there's a song about that's one beer, one wine, one bourbon, or something, or one. Probably got that. Probably got that. I never saw the I never saw the Min Min Light, but I managed to dodge the Staley's at at Hewenden. <laughs> at, uh, at, uh, not oh. at Hewenden, at Cloncurry. Yeah. There's a method of your madness. Hey, I'll tell you, you remember you sent me that photo with an old pack with the bulldozer on the back of it, Bob? Yeah, my grandfather's 1942 model NR, yes. That's right. Now, what was the size, what was that bulldozer on the back of that? How big was that? Was it D, D7 that, that, or D5? That, that, was only, that was only a little one. That was a D6, but it was fully fitted with the blade and the, the ripper was on there as well. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that, that was, so, that, so that track was that they had put the logs on there and they cut the logs and they drive the dozer up on the jinker and that's where the log truck 
they cut the logs and called them bed logs. That's right. I saw it's a better one today, mate. Yeah? I saw, I saw a smaller truck with a bigger bulldozer on it today. Oh, what did you see, mate? Uh, well, it was, a, it was a, a B model Mac, but it was a, a single drive B model Mac. Yeah. With a, with a single axle float, right? Like a drop yeah. deck float. Yeah, I know. With a D7 with a timber, fr- timber frame and a blade and a tree pusher on it. Oh, right. Well, he was just about legal. Mm. <laughs> up in the sea, yeah. Did they uh, just have a couple of straps on it? Didn't have anything on it. No, he wouldn't need straps to sit there. You uh, wouldn't need straps to take it, it just sit there, mate. Uh, everything just sits there. They get a bit, um, bit fussy yeah, with yeah. all these chains and things they reckon you need. <laughs> yeah, they get a bit carried look, away about that. I yeah. just looked at it and I'm thinking to myself, if, if John Gilbert's and Sal Petrosetto's boys saw that, they'd have a bloody coronary, wouldn't they? Ah, they've never, yeah, they've never driven they're one. they're only 30 years at the job, see? That's their problem. Oh, dear, dear. They, they'd have a kitten, they would just not... You wouldn't believe that the thing could drive down the road without blowing a tyre or breaking something. Yeah, they... Well, you know, that, that's one thing that uh, some of the, uh, the uh, older, more professional, more senior operators knew how to do, and that was go steady. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Load and heavy that's, and drive. That's, 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 that's a lost art going steady. Yeah. I've thought I've that as a young bloke, you know, Bob Load and heavy and drive steady, boy, they said. Yeah. yeah. That's what they, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. Now, it, it's a changing world we live in. Yeah. So, so Bob, pearls of wisdom time, my friend. There's a story up today that I'm a driver. You're a fridge van man, and you know, you still got your finger in the fire there a little bit. Apparently, according to the news story today, there's been a report done into the collapse of Scots, and they were insolvent for months before they collapsed, apparently. I would would not find that difficult to believe, because you've just got to understand who it was that paid $75 million for it and how they structured the deal in the first place. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's right. There's more evidence of that in Western Australia this week. Yeah. What was that? Oh, it was Rivet. Yeah. There's more evidence of that in Western Australia this week. Yeah. With the downfall of Rivet. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. the Ralph Nicholas saying it could have been as late as one week before the collapse, but it did say that Scotch was potentially insolvent as far back as May 2022. 2022? May yes. 2022. Right. There's, uh, there's quite a few items that I probably shouldn't um, uh, itemise publicly, but there's quite a few items. Like they were saying that the, the, the total debt was $91 million. Mm. That was only the total debt. That was the total debt left after after interest was added to the $75 million that Anchorage Capital paid. Yeah. That there was well, uh, there's quite a bit of other debt for marine claims and all this sort of stuff that uh, was unbudgeted, un- unfunded and um, unsupported in the books. Well, to me, it just seems, to, it seems as though uh, if they've been insolvent for that long, as far as I was aware, it was a, it's a problem for the directors if they were insolvent. Uh, well, something for that long offense. doesn't look good for them, does it? Yeah, well, it's a criminal offence, but, uh, uh, you know, these these venture capitalists, they manage to distance themselves from it all. And, and um, 
create all these these legal entities that uh, are very hard to uh, pin down, and that's that's you know that's why our why our taxes at work have to pay all the entitlements to the employees because they've got all these clever schemes where they can uh, avoid it all. Yeah, well, I sort of think now that if you're working for a big company and some financial crowd like AHG comes and takes it over, it might be the right time to start thinking about moving on to something sensible or at least look at what's you know, going we on. Because... With, we saw the same when IES took over Coops. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, yep. and, uh, We've seen some. We've seen some pretty big ones fall over, and it's all been about uh, mainly about asset uh, management companies and uh, asset stripping and um, uh, ducking the bets. Well, we've, look, we all know. I mean, all three of us have owned a truck, and, and some of us are still silly enough to own one. But we won't talk about who that is. All right? No, I can uh, understand his, his dilemma, mate. No, no. Well, you know, I, I mean. The reality of it is that we all three of us know that if, you, if you've got the equipment, you own it, and you're not making any payments on it, and you can structure your things so that you're self-insuring and you're not breaking too many trucks or running over too many cars that you've got to pay for, there's a lot of money in turnover that can be just set off to the side. And I think that that's what yeah. some of these... I'm not saying that they, they're criminally siphoning it off for their own benefit, but they're sending it to other places. The thing is, the business has fallen over, but I think the uh, Lamborghini and the three Mercedes Benz are still in the shed, and the big, big, big ranch on, near the water is still happening, and um, the boat's still parked down at Watson's Bay. Yeah, well, you won't, you, I don't know anything about anywhere any of that stuff would be, but it's. Well, I don't either, like but I, I know people who reckon they do. Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me. And then, of course, you no. see the likes of of uh, Mr Fox coming along, or not Mr Fox personally, but Lynn Fox coming along and and, and um, you know, solidifying their position now as one of the larger companies uh, in refrigerated transport in Australia. And uh, you know, God help them if AHG or someone like them ever get hold there. Yeah. yeah, well, anyway, uh, the interesting thing about uh, all that uh, Lindsay Fox and his family get up to is it's all... Um it's all privately owned, so uh, good luck yeah. to them. Yeah, well, I don't want to talk badly about Lindsay. I've already had one argument with Lindsay. Yeah, no, well, I, uh, I appeared with Lindsay at a road transport forum uh, discussion mm. one day, and uh, I was the uh, the baggy-ass owner-driver, pardon the French, and uh, he was the uh, <laughs> chief executive of one of the biggest privately-owned transport companies in the world, and he was in bib and brace overalls and a grey cardigan, and I was in long trousers, shirt and tie. Well, I think there's a lot of uh, I think there's a lot of stuff going on in transport at the moment. You just look at and you shake your head. I mean, we've yeah. looked at what's happening in, in trucking media, and we're looking at what's going on as far as the businesses are concerned. And you know what seems to be a common denominator to me? Uh-huh. When when people that have no interest and no heart in trucking and no real uh, no real Understanding of what the community's like when they no, take over no the passion either, or a business. Sorry, no passion. Yeah. The whole thing goes to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, well, I, I made that, it was a bit of a tongue in cheek comment, I suppose, but I made that comment and uh, when I did uh, something to talk about, about Scots. Um, yeah. You know, I think venture capitalists should stay right away from. Uh, from things that they're not uh, okay with, not able to deal with or manage properly, and uh, like rivet 
Mark Rosecorn and his crew at Rivet and just anchoring capital and IES at, at, at um, Coots. Coots and, and, you know, it just goes on and on, you know, and when you... Uh, when you study the history of uh, the rise and fall of TNT and all trans and all these companies that I should have mentioned uh, um, when I was uh, <laughs> when I was talking about Razorback Barry, um, <laughs> you know, um, they've uh, you know uh, if you read um, the book about uh, Ken Thomas, the trucky who loved trains, written by his nephew, yeah, uh, the last the last couple of paragraphs in the last chapter is so telling, I, I, won't, I won't repeat it on here, but uh, people need to go and look read it. The whole book is very interesting and very telling, but uh, you know, I had a, a good mate uh, who passed away many years ago, he was actually my uh, my last boss before I bought my own truck Yeah. and uh, he, he put a nice little show together and he used to jokingly say, oh well it won't matter if I end up with nothing because I started with nothing Right, and I used to I used to give him a bit of a rev, and I used to say, "Listen, mate," I said, "That sounds a bit defeatist to me. I think you might have to come up with another motto." But, uh, <laughs> he, ne- he, ne- he never did. But the sad the sad part about it is he passed he passed away at a young age and uh, didn't get a chance to take it either way, really. Yeah. Yeah. So it's well, a, you know, as far as these companies coming and going, and investors buying into transport companies and freight companies and shipping companies and rail companies. It's been going on for the 60 years I've been in the industry, Mike. It just takes it just takes a different uh, a different shape and form depending on um, what technology is about or how clever the lawyers got last week. Well, as we say, mate, the uh, the names have changed, but the game remains the same. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's, and they, uh, you too. know, we used to talk about we used to talk about the Phoenix companies, the companies that. Uh, Close to five to twelve, and started under another name of Five Past, and I told you yeah. about that week actually. So, yeah, it's still going on. Well, well, yeah, it's, it's still going on. It doesn't stop. They, they still yeah. keep doing it. Everyone, yeah, everyone seems as though they think it's a great idea to let these sort of things happen. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's one of those things, isn't it? We've got to we've got to try and change it. Everyone reckons they're going to change it, but I don't think that they are going to change it, really. Well, I think they need to have a close look at what it is they need to change because, uh, you know, it seems to me from some of the um, some of the press releases and some of the opinion pieces and some of the statements I'm seeing for people, and I did go into this a little bit last week. Um, it seems to me that. Uh, they're not looking at the real crux of the matter and, um, you know, you're not going to fix it by setting rates or, or that sort of thing. You've got to put in some guidelines about investment and, 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 and yeah. uh, uh, integrity and, and, um, and transparency. And I see uh, in the States, and we've got an issue coming up with this thing out here too, in the States they're trying to put in transparency laws to uh, regulate the uh, the freight breakers over there that are catching a lot of good good honest people out and uh, yeah, yeah. you know I, I suppose we could start with freight breakers and go go through the whole industry from there but uh, uh, you know there's no transparency at all and, and when you look when you think about that anchorage and the way they they, they ran David Jones into the ground at the same time as they were running Scots into the ground like uh, you know why are we sitting back letting this happen yeah I don't know mate it's, it looks it looks to me like uh, there are people that have got uh, different priorities and sometimes making the decisions. That's all you can say about that, I think. 
That's, you know, uh, certainly have different priorities about ethics yeah. and honesty and transparency, don't they? Well, if they so could start definitely. start with some laws on common decency, we may mm. not see some of these issues. Yeah, I, I well, agree with you, Craig. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have minded burn a fly on the wall up at the ATA conference for some of the things that were happening up there this week, mate. I, uh, I, I wished I could have gone because uh, John Gilbert uh, did offer us the opportunity to get some of their customer service people to have a bit of a chat to and, and ask a few questions and things. And unfortunately, we weren't like, I wasn't able to take that offer up because that's some yeah. commitments down here. I, uh, I, I really think the, the solutions for our industry and then we've got the same thing going on in construction and building and construction and uh mm. you know and a lot of other uh, industries too i really think the answers don't lie with uh, the minister for transport or the minister for roads or whatever i think they lie with the uh, the attorney general and the uh, the, the, the the treasurer and, mm. and people at the very top where, where yeah, well. uh, you know where the loopholes occur for these people to uh, to go out of business and owe all the money to the employees and 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 uh, still have all their their toys wherever they live and all that stuff. So uh, yeah. there's, there's there's something wrong in the overall laws of, of business administration and, and management that needs looking at. Oh well, we got we do need to talk about these things. I mean, one of the one of the things that I have said, Bob, and I know that you've said it, there are a lot of people that do not know how much it costs them to turn the wheels. And yes. There is a ready resource available for people to understand exactly. That is an issue in the industry itself, Mike, for sure, but that's not going to do anything about the venture capitalists, asset stripping companies mm. like Scott's and I, and, uh, and, oh. and you know, uh, uh, Rivet and that sort of thing. So, you yeah, know, what? we do need to uh, we do need to educate the, the people in the industry that there's a big difference between driving a truck, owning one, and, and running a business. Well, that's right. And, we uh, are running I, I think Overdrive Magazine's done, done, done an interesting thing with that, and I'd like to see it repeated in Australia under, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with what applies out here. Well, you might be very interested to hear what's happening in, a, in, a, in, in the very, very near future, Bob. We may have an opportunity to start telling people some of that information uh, well, that'd in be the great, near future. Because I really think it's, it's, uh, it's past time, mate. Well, yeah, uh, I'm interested to see the comments made by uh, our, uh, our Minister for Infrastructure, Transport and Regional Development, local government, Catherine King, had to say up at the ATA. She's been talking about the inexplicable delays and the costly reviews of the new look heavy vehicle national law um, and talking about how the Australian Trucking Association has blasted the NTC as being a circus. I'd call it a three-ring circus, personally. Uh, And obviously, you know about the letter that was written by uh, Norm and Nola. Ransgrave, yes. Norm wrote it, Nola typed it. (laughs) And I just just happened to to see a picture just come up in my feed of Catherine King sitting behind the wheel of an electric truck at the ATA conference. It seems Norm and Nola didn't get their way. They're going to talk about electric trucks no matter what. Uh, right. No, it would be a long time before electric trucks bringing cattle out of brunette downs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, oh, we've had this conversation before. I think about you know you won't see you won't see trucks yeah, well, to run on the Tanami yeah. running up and down the yeah. either. But you know. the politicians, the pol- politicians and the bureaucrats and the senior public servants have a saying for all that. 
yeah. when they uh, when they when they talk about something else other than what's really really uh, um, relevant at the time. Weasel words, mate. Yeah, no, no, they call it sending people up bush tracks. Oh right, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 so Joe Peterson used to call it feeding the cooks. <laughs> oh Joe, I love Joe. I love I Joe, love and Joe. I, I love Wayne Bennett too because he knows how to handle the media equally as well. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I, love, I love Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah. buddy, a bit of, there's a bit of stuff going on there about Captain King talking about the role the transport's got to play in the green, cleaner, green economy and the green future and mm-hmm. things like that. She updated the conference on the rest area steering committee that has what has said hasn't been done uh, very much yet. We're going to have a lot of fun in the near future with another little project you've got coming up when we start uh, uh, comparing things from uh, way back when. Oh, right, oh, yep, yeah. Well, you used to write that bullshit column in buddy that rag truck alive uh, called yeah. Speaking Out, didn't you? Yeah, I hope that's what not where they thought the pearls of wisdom came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we had an old crazy mate, big fan of yours. Uh, he uh, he uh, reckons that you're uh, he reckons that you're a real asset to the team. He's told me more than once. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you send me you send me checks, are you? You sending checks? Are you sending any checks? Sending checks? Yeah, you send you sending old croaky checks, are you? No, I don't think so. No, no. No, someone could be sending on my behalf, but I haven't signed yeah. any. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. So there's another uh, big story tonight too, Mike. That you what's might that, mate? you might need to get your head around. What's that? Share it with me, brother. Daylight savings. Daylight savings is coming to an end tonight, mate. Two o'clock in the morning. Set your clock back an hour. We've got to get an extra hour in the bank tonight. Jeez, that sounds good, eh? That sounds good. I'm not going to get an extra hour because I've got to get up at stupid o'clock and go to the airport with my lovely Rose because she's going to Western Australia to visit our grandchildren. Right. For a couple of weeks. So I'm going to be unsupervised, mate. I'm going to be off the chain. That's a, that's scary. a concern. Eh? Um, That's worrying them. Are they going to take the internet off you? No. Sit down here in my Faraday cage with my little heater on and I'm going to... Can we at least, at least block news.com? <laughs> <laughs> Get on your crate. <laughs> News.com.au. That... I'm fixated on another story now, mate. I'm, oh, just, no. Here we go. There's an American woman who's exposed the secret bathroom act that many people are guilty of. I, I said it. I, I actually asked her before. She doesn't wash her hands, this girl. Right. Yeah, she reckons that she's, uh, she's, she's got on TikTok. Mm. And this thing's had 660,000 views on TikTok. Can you believe this? I can, so, but it's wrong. Uh, eh? I can believe it, but it's wrong. It's wrong. She shared a video of Minigar Bathroom Mavis earlier this week. It's gone viral, 660,000 views on TikTok. She's, she's filmed herself in the bathroom 
and explaining that she doesn't uh, wash her hands because she doesn't want to expose herself. I'm sorry. She said, I'm going to expose myself because I feel it's really weird that I do this and I don't know if I'm the only one. Do other people not wash their hands when they go to the bathroom? Um, mm. Sort of a bit like the Tongs joke, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. You know the Tom's Jake? Oh, so this gets on TikTok? This gets on TikTok. Right. Sort of makes yeah. you glad you're not on it, doesn't it, Craig? I'm not on <laughs> TikTok, no. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> no. Well, I, what I can't understand, though, is how the hell does this stuff pass as news? Well, uh, well, one thing to make it to TikTok, but, you know, you got to question yourself if you're looking at news.com. Yeah. <laughs> What else am I supposed to do, mate? Where am I going to get a credible news source? I can go to Facebook and call that, they call that stalk book these days. Because <laughs> you don't stalk your ex wife or your ex girlfriend or your ex boyfriend or whatever. You probably, can you still buy the, the Daily Telegraph or not? I suppose you can. I had a subscription to the Telegraph. Yeah. But I, I, I cancelled it. Every story I go to on Facebook or any of those, it tells you you got to go and subscribe. And yeah, yeah. You're just a bit wary about putting your credit card details anywhere these days. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. Next it's thing better. you've bought a, 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 a gym set in um, North Carolina or something. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Kevin Sheedy's paid $10 million for a house. There you go, that's news. Yeah, right. So there's no money to be made in football, is there? No. No, no, they were down to their last, their last little bit and struggling. All right. Oh, here we go. It's a sex story. Look, oh, there's, a girl, there's, there's a girl, there's, a, there's a, a transgender person here. This is a serious discussion. This is a discussion we can have, you know. Are you allowed to say that, though? What, a transgender Is person? that a thing, though? Transgender or... Um... Well, it is. It's, it's trans. It's a little... Well, yeah, but you're labelling, you're labelling somebody there, Mike. No, I'm not. Yeah, you've called she, them transgender. She calls herself transgender. Oh, you can't even do that anymore. Can you? No, that's wrong. You, you cannot well, what, possibly what, know right what you word, are right? anymore. What's the right word? Nothing. Don't comment. Don't comment. Right. I think that's where we're going with that, isn't it? Well, she's... She's saying that she doesn't tell people that she's transgender when she goes on a date with them because people are too judgmental. Well, I'd want to be judgmental if I went on a date with someone that was transgender. Well, that joke that they say a small penis doesn't really matter <laughs> and then it turns around and says, probably wish she didn't have one. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get banned. We're going to get banned off the internet now for that one. It's a bit philosophical. I was, I come on here to talk about trucks and road transport. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob. Didn't we talk about anything? Oh, sorry, Bob. You can't say that anymore. It's, it's, <laughs> like, you know, how do you identify that it's road? Yeah, you do. You know, um, like a rail carriage does cross the road. So is it a no, cross yeah, right. carriage yeah. or...? Yeah. How you identify well, roads? They don't have potholes in railway lines, but they do in roads. That's right. Well, look, if we want to talk about truck and stuff, we can talk about the Packard just nominated or just named their 2023 GAF Technician of the Year. Would you like to know who that is? Yeah, it's probably a young lady, is it? Can't well, say that, Bob. Mate, you can't say that, Bob. <laughs> oh, right, eh? 
That's it. That's we, it. We, we can't. She, her, them. In the Packard Park catalogue last month when they were honouring women in transport, they had a young lady with the goggles on and the high-vis vest working on a daff, and she looked like she really knew what she was doing. Did she? I can't remember uh, the name, and I have got it in front of me. Let's go, let's go. Brad May, Chief Engineer of Packard Australia. And Stephen Tamaro, the after sales manager of Packard Australia, has presented the award to a brown and early technician, Greg Pierce. All oh, right, Dab, good, good on you, Greg. Congratulations. Well Dab, done. Dab, Dab, uh, the, from, uh, from Brown and Early Kentworth, Dab, at Coffs Harbour, Greg Pierce has won the Technician of the Year award. Good on him. They did. The search for the 2023 DAP technician year began in October 2022. So, after stocks became insolvent, uh, all the DAP technician dealerships around the world, around Australia, were invited to participate. Aided the group, uh, sorry, Paul McNamara of Kenworth DAP in Melbourne was in second place. Brody Bittler of CJD in uh, CJD DAP Albany or Albany. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get in the trouble from Yogi now. How do you say it? Albany? There you are. Belina. Belina. <laughs> Aiden the group from CJD, uh, Daffing Perth, was in fourth place. Jack Relden from CJD, Darwin, was in fifth place. So the final was held over a full day in Friday, Friday, March 24, at uh, Kenworth Daff in Melbourne. And the finalists have each received 30000 although, sorry, the finalists which were received as a group over thirty thousand dollars worth of prizes, including vouchers and a selection of tools, vital to their job. Because we all know that that's a special one needs special tools. Yeah. Well, congratulations yeah. to all of them. They've obviously tried very hard. They obviously have tried very, very hard. You've got to try and cut yeah. the holes in Sydney too for trucks. Who uh, who won the Craig Rosemead Award, uh, Mike? Which Craig? The Craig Rosemead Award. What's that one? Yeah. Craig, Craig was a, a, a very uh, interesting fellow. They've got an award in his memory. He died at the young age of cancer, and they've got an award in his in his honour at the they usually awarded at the ATA conference. I don't know, mate. I'm not looking at the ATA conference. That was just a pack up in that one. Oh, right. I know that, yeah, uh, I know that, um, that Jacqueline Brotherton, the, uh, yeah. the chair of Trucking Women Australia. Yes, I've, met, I've met Jacqueline. Yes. We met Jacqueline. Jacqueline was at the uh, at the hall last last she was. Uh, yes. time, and we had a chat to you. Hosts the excellent Cutting uh, Women Australia breakfast on the Friday morning, and we did go there and consume copious amounts of eggs and coffee and things. It was always always good value. She's you know, won. That's happening, that's happening again this year, of course. I'm sure it is. It always happens. They they do a fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I shared the uh, I shared the program for this year on the Facebook page today. Did you? Did you? Yes. yes. I, I haven't seen it yet. It's taken three days for stuff to crop up on my Facebook feed. I don't know why. Yeah, well, it takes five it's days, days for me because I sometimes don't look at it for six. <laughs> uh, Jacqueline's... <laughs> Jacqueline's... It's hard to be serious, isn't it? Jacqueline is the... I'm uh, telling the I know, I know, I know. That's the scary part, Bob. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> She's the chair of Transport Women Australia Limited. Uh, she is a columnist in Big Rivers uh, magazine now, and she's the PR manager for Australian Truck Radio. Jacqueline Brotherton is well, a dedicated. Yeah, no, she's she's 
she's kicking a lot of goals. I like Jackman a lot. She's, uh, she's dedicated 30 years to the transport industry uh, across livestock, general and refrigerated transport. She has extensive experience in trade responsibility compliance. I, I hope you're looking forward to the next 30 years, Jacqueline, because it's, I, I can ver- verify it's been fun. It has been fun. So she's won the award for the outstanding contribution to the trucking industry. So there you go. Well deserved. Congratulations. It is well deserved, and uh, so we're 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 uh, a brother and sister now. We've both received an award for a con- contribution yeah, have, to the trucking industry, and both both well deserved too, if I might say so. So the National Professional Driver of the Year. I interviewed uh, Jake Perrett, who was the road freight New South Wales Professional Driver of the Year. Young Jake works for for Carter's Heavy Haulage and Transport. The uh, yeah. National Professional Driver of the Year for the ATA is Stephen Broadbent, who works for Freestone. Yeah. Uh, he's been driving trucks since he was 21. And uh, uh, he's uh, driven around for a little while, apparently. He's transported everything from livestock to Formula One cars. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's very broad, isn't it? It's a bit broad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else we got here? We've got the National... Uh, trucking industry woman of the year was Alina Hawkins. Alina's uh, known throughout the trucking industry as a passionate advocate in the livestock transport sector. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I'm afraid I don't know her, but that, you know, she's, that's, that's no. okay. Yeah. Truck Safe John Kelly Memorial Award uh, went to Sea Road Logistics for Private Limited. Truck Safe John Kelly. <laughs> John John Kelly was a, a great my, a great friend of mine. Uh, the late yeah. John Kelly was a great friend of mine, and uh, and Dean Crow, well, M- many other people. That, he, he, John was one of those people. Whoever he met, he touched. He was uh, he was a very special man. Okay. Well, I, as I say, there are a lot of people that I've not met. I've actually met Crokey either. So I've seen some of his uh-huh. work, some of his videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've so done road, a few those together too, Craig, Dean and I. Yeah. So, Sea Road Freight Services provide integrated logistics between the mainland of Australia and Tasmania. Right. And there, there you go. That's a that's a little bit of an overview. There we go. The the ATA Foundation sponsors award gala dinner. All these awards were made. <clears throat> they capped yeah. off the uh, association's three day conference. Yeah. I- I saw, I saw a few posts on um, uh, a, a couple of notifications, actually. I didn't look at the posts. I saw some notifications on Facebook where uh, some long-standing friends and colleagues of mine that were, were mm-hmm. at the ATA conference, and uh, they'll probably, probably be at Alice Springs as well, some of them. So that's good. Yeah. When's, um, when's Alice Springs on, Mike? Alice Springs is on... The uh, just have a quick think about that for a second. The 25th to the 27th of August, Bob, I think. 24th to the 27th, mate. Jeez. The 24th. Well, yeah, the they've actually got, a, actually got a welcome barbecue on the Thursday night this year, I read on the program. It's, oh, right, uh, eh? Makes August a yeah. busy month, doesn't it? It does make August a busy month. We've got Casino uh, on the 5th. Uh, of August, we're going to be there at Casino broadcasting live from the Casino Truck Show. We have a stand, a little bit of merch. Yogi's going to be there. Simon from Mexico is going to be there, I think. 
and uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff. I can't wait to talk about the stuff that's going to be happening in Casino. It is going to be huge. Huge. No chance, no, I'm not imagine it will be. I, uh, I, Keith Milgate, I'm not sure what the dates are, but Keith, Keith Milgate suggested I might like to go to the Trangy Truck Show on the way to Alice Springs and sort of take a bit oh, of a yeah. detour. Trangy as well. Oh, I, might, I might do that because I've got a, got a few old mates from out there in the in the boondocks that uh, go there every year and I've, I've, I might miss out on seeing them if I don't go soon. Well, just so, just for the people that don't know, where the hell is Prangy? Between Dubbo and Cobar. Between Dubbo and Cobar. Or Dubbo and Burke, however you, whichever road you want to use. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, when you, when you get to Ningen, you either keep going to Burke or think less to go to Cobar, you see. So, is there, there a Dubbo and Ningen? <laughs> yeah. Is there a pub? Yeah. Oh, water hole. The best little water hole you'd ever go to. The Trangy, the Trangy, was at a Trangy truck show. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll have to cut up in something to talk about when I work out what date it is. Right, eh? So there's more to it than a beer and a barbecue and a, and a couple of utes for the tailgates down there. Mate, they get some big diggers out there and some some, uh, some really top people. Yep. Yeah, a lot of these yeah, little no. shows are... Well, I say the little shows, a lot of these country shows are just yeah. great places to be and it's all about meeting the people and the personalities and things. I watched that video you sent me, the, the link to the other day with Fletch out at Ivanhoe. Yeah, that, yeah the, the trucks of Ivanhoe, there's two, two episodes to that, aren't they great? Yeah, I'll tell you what, that V model's pretty special, mate. Oh, isn't it what, yeah. yeah, yeah the, no, uh, there's another one I think I sent you, or I meant to, uh, where Fletch interviewed uh, Kel Davis out at Alice Springs about nine or ten years ago, or however long ago it was, at the mm. Hall of Fame, and uh, that's well, that's good value too. Fletch just knows how to get to the crux of the matter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'd like you interviewing not... politicians, Mike. Sorry, I said he's a bit like you interviewing politicians. He gets to the oh. bottom of it all. Oh, where where oh, was it, Bob? They did the um, the longest road train. Was that out in England or? Oh, there's uh, been about seven longest road trains. There was one at Burke, one at uh, Meriden in in uh, yeah, Meriden in um, Western Australia. So I think there's been a couple at Burke, and then couple, I think the last one was at uh, Clifton in Queensland. She's oh, right, time for another one, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, the, the record the record's been broken about five or five or six times, I think, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. So so Marley did the one at Meriden, I think, didn't he? Yes, yeah, Frank Marley, yeah. Well Frank I, I was talking to Frank last year at the reunion and uh he'll probably be there this year. Right, eh? Yeah. Love to catch up with him. I'll tell you what, he's had some bloody big gear over there. He's oh mate, he's, uh, you know, they've they've built a wonderful business and uh you know, he's just uh just like you know, he's, he's, he's just uh it really, really, the men that work for him love him. He, you know, his family love him, and his competitors love him. He's, uh, he's just a pretty special bloke, old Frank. I shouldn't yeah, call him old. I think he's not much, much older than me, if any. <laughs> well, you're only, you're only just turned twenty-five, haven't you, Bob? Yeah, for the seventeenth time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, like where's, where's that old silver pack of yours now, mate? Where's that thing? 
uh, fellow by the name of Craig Duran owns it in Wollongong. He's got a collection of Macs, and uh, I think he had five out at the uh, Lockhart Truck Show here a few weeks ago. Mine, mine was one of them. Oh, what, eh? Is it yeah. still getting around, or is it just sort of... No, no, it's here. only a show truck. It doesn't, it doesn't even have a number plate on it. Uh, like the number plates I had on it, they it, my son bought them for me from the 65th birthday. Right. So uh, like we kept those. I've actually given them to him now, and um, uh, I think he's got them on his shed wall or something. But uh, you know, they they just get a permit to take it to the odd truck show, and the rest of the time it's just there uh, happily retired like me. Although okay. I don't think I'm as happy happily retired as the Mac is. No, I know you're not actually retired. Yeah, I'd like to be out there catching up with all these people at, pl- at things other than reunions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, mate, you never know. You never know. You're luck in the big city. You might get to fly one again one day. No, well, mate, you never know. The elixir of youth might turn up on the internet next week. Yeah, well, that's right. As long as they don't want my credit card details, I'll get to <laughs> <laughs> And you hope they put on the right day. So you find it, not on day, that's right. day one. That's right. Yeah, not on one of the days I'm not looking, eh, Craig? Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. So so Michael, uh, Michael, keep us posted. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll look into it, mate. It'll be on, it'll be on news.com for sure. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> Here's something that you won't find on news.com. I was having a bit of a, bit of a two-way text message with Michael Kane last week. And I'm going to have Michael Kane uh, on, yeah, on the show yeah. on the show next week. Michael was going to Michael was going to jump in the ring with me for uh, a bit of a conversation. I've got him for a little while just to talk about the state of play with the uh, the Labor government taking over in New South Wales. And the reality is that now we, we have Labor governments everywhere except for, for Tasmania now and a Labor federal will he, government. Uh, will he be announcing the rest area at Botany? Will he? Oh, well, I'd like to think so. I'm going to ask him a question about that, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah uh, I, I've only got him for 15 minutes because he's, he's got a pretty full-on week. But um, oh, no. I, you know, I do want to ask him a few things. I'm not, I'm not sure whether I want to start him about Qantas, though. You saw what Qantas did today, didn't you? No. Well, they had the big party for the 100 years of Qantas, and they spent like $6 million on their party or some stupid amount of money. Yeah. Qantas is the company that put 20,000 people on the dole queue, then fronted up and asked for the taxpayers to, to help bail them out. They've made a, they've made a multi-million dollar, billion dollar profit in the last financial year. They've grown bloody $6 million parties for all and sundry. And uh, the little leprechaun's going to take his bloody gold handshake and leave very, very shortly. Do you think we've been stitched up? Did he buy everyone a $10,000 watch like Christine Holgate did at Telstra? Oh, come on. <laughs> at Telstra. There's, there's, there's three sides to that story. I'm just talking yeah, about I the leprechaun. So, yeah, but anyway. Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 think, uh, I think the leprechaun's ready to move on and see what else he can have a crack at. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I hope he's not listening to this. I've got to plead ignorance anyway. But, uh, you know, like someone smacked him in the face with a bloody uh, green pie there one day, didn't they? Did they? I think they did. I, think someone... we, I lead a sheltered life up here in North Queensland, Mike. I'm not across all these events. Oh, mate, i tell you what. It just makes me shake my head at these guys that they run these big companies. 
They get yeah. the gold there, shake. There's some guy got put on, if he, he keeps the job for 12 months, I'm not talking about Qantas, this is not Qantas, this is another thing today in the new story. Yeah. If this guy stays with the company for 12 months, he's going to get a $750,000 bonus. Sure. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're doing it wrong. They call the they yeah. call the bikers and the guys with tattoos and they change that bloody criminals. You know who the criminals are? Yeah. These bastards wearing suits managing multinational companies. I'm turning yeah, well, ridiculous. Compared to those people, Ned Kelly was a gentleman. Well, that's right. Because at least he knew, knew it was a stick-up when he turned up with the mask across his face and the gun in his hand. Yeah. So, well, sorry, where's, where do you get this bonus for 750 grand when you... Well, I don't know how you do it. It's part of your sign-on deal, apparently. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's been signing wrong employment contract. contracts over the years, I think. Right, he's got a multi-million dollar contract with a bonus scheme and a profit sharing scheme and all the rest of it. And if he stays for a year, he gets a $750,000 bonus. $750,000. That's five Shows how short-term we are these days, isn't it? Right? You can make that bigger difference in 12 months. Five, that's yeah. five years. Hardly, five hardly years get the seat warm and you get the bonus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Unbelievable. So you were talking there before, Bob. We've, we've had the conversation about Aldi not being signatories to this buddy, this deal with Woolies and Coles and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Richard Olsen uh, is the uh, national secretary. Uh, sorry, Nick Richard Olsen, not the national secretary. Michael Cain's national secretary of the Transport Working Union. Uh, Richard Olson is, I think, the New South Wales, uh, rep, New South Wales Victoria rep. Is he Craig? You know? Uh, I thought Victoria. But yeah. Don't get but it he wrong. Did write, he did write an opinion piece in Big Rigs or somewhere there a couple of weeks ago. I saw. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just uh, just sort of wondering. He, uh, talking about the, he's talking about the devastation, the devastating loss of Scots. Uh, the collapse, rather, of Scots. And he's saying there that, that uh, Aldi and, and all these people have all... They've all got a part in it. It's not just... It's not just Scots. Well, I, you know, I'd hate to break it to you, Richard, but the reason why Scots went broke is because they didn't charge the right money. And they, you know, the reason why they went broke is they didn't manage the business properly. That's right. That's why they went broke. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I don't remember anything or what we're... Charles Red, he thought for holding the gun to uh, Scott's executive head. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I've uh, made a mistake. Richard Olson's the TWU New South Wales Queensland State Secretary. Sorry, not, not New South Wales Victoria, New South Wales Queensland State Secretary. <laughs> I should have known that because I interviewed the two guys from bloody Victoria on the podcast a couple of months ago before the election down there. Um, you still. Accurately, Mike. Sorry? So you quoted him accurately. Well, I believe I have. There's uh, it, it, a bit of a realisation, though, when you, there are 40 companies, um, Scotts is, is the largest in the supply chain. Uh, it's $160 billion in revenues for that, amongst those 40 companies, apparently. Uh, okay. And you just got to wonder why it is that there's the financial stress. Uh, I don't understand. There's a lot of money floating around, but it's not ended up on. It's not ended up at the end of the end of the chain where the drivers are. 
you know, the, the drivers... Of well, it's, ending up, it's either out. ending up in the hands of the venture capitalists or the people who finance them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand it. And that's where it's, it's, a big, it's, a, it's a plan thimble trick, it really is, mate. You know, yeah. what, how else, how else did you explain the, 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 the quality of the gear, the quality of the service, the quality of the staff, the, the integrity of the whole uh, show at Coots ending up how it did? Yeah, I can't understand it. You, uh, you know, I, uh, I've got a couple of really good mates who uh, had a long career at Coots and I've got another late mate who had a long career with them in Queensland, and uh, I've never met uh, Ian, and uh, I've spoken to Jeff on the phone a couple of times because he's a great mate of another mate of mine, and um, the, uh, the integrity, you know, and you listen to the story that Jeffrey uh, shared with um, Bruce Gunter on Copy Southbound, and uh, the integrity of that company was just beyond reproach, and all it took was yeah. a venture capitalist mob in the name of... IES, I think that's industrial equity something, services or mm. securities or something. And uh, they came along and they asset stripped it, they cash stripped it, they just totally ruined it and, and uh, got it a very bad name in the end. And um, yeah. no, nothing to stop it, nothing to stop them. None of them are in no. jail. They're all still out there trying to rip someone else off. Well, that's right. That's exactly right. Hey, I missed yeah. out on... Um, I missed out on some stuff. I tried to buy some uh, uh, the complete collection of Trucking Life magazines. The only issue we didn't have was issue number one, apparently. Well, I've got a copy and of that for you. I, yeah, I, I appreciate that, Bob. Thank you so yeah, much. Actually, one and two. They re, they're reprints, but they're, they're full, they're, they're, they haven't been fiddled with. They're, they're reprints. I, I can't remember how or why I got them, but I've got them here for you, mate. Well, I, look, I appreciate that, Bob. Thanks very much. This guy had this complete collection in binders, you know, the green binders, the truck and life. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I bid fifteen hundred dollars for it. Yeah. And uh, I got knocked off. Went for more than that. Wow. I wonder who's so, more interested in than you are. Sorry. I say it makes you wonder who might be more interested in them than you are. Well. I don't know, mate, but uh, someone's got themselves a near-complete near collection of truck. I like more power to them. And I, we probably should I'm, stop bidding against one another, Mike. <laughs> 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 okay. Right, eh? All right, then. Oh, right. dear, I dear. Yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't you? No. no it certainly, certainly wasn't me. I, I, Like, you know, I've got a fair few here, but I haven't got a full i tell you what I had, did find the other day, though, Mike. What did you find, mate? I've, I've, you're talking about things in binders. I've yeah. got four years of, I've got four full years of truck and bus transportation in binders. Have you really? Yeah, I can't wait so to get amongst them and see, see what, what someone was having to say. Well, that was, a, that was another big publication, wasn't it, Truck and Bus? Truck and oh, it was, one, it was pretty special, mate. I... Uh, I, uh, I knew uh, Jeff Johnson really well, the editor there, and um, I met Jack Maddock, the founder of it, and uh, yeah. another uh, mate of mine, I'm trying to think of his name now, I'll think of it in a minute, worked there, and uh, and of course their office was just two doors up the, up Sussex Street from the late Gus Brito's office when he wrote uh, the Big Wheels column for uh, the Daily Telegraph on a Saturday, and uh, I've got well, a lot of happy memories out of those recollections, I can tell you. I, 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 Mark Mark Crosdale is the other friend of mine who worked at uh, 
truck and truck and bus, and he ended up being the secretary of the TWU at Newcastle. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are blokes like you that are custodians of a hell of a lot of the history. How did you, you remember how, how you actually got started with uh, writing, speaking out for truck and life? And, and, and how long ago was that? It was early 80s, wasn't it? Well, I was, um, I was interviewed by Bruce Honeywell had come on board at, at Truck and Life. Yeah. And I was at, uh, I was at, uh, and I'd had a, you know, this is, uh, I'd had a bit to say over the years and being quoted in Truck and Life and uh, someone, um, Malcolm D. Johnson and um, Andrew Stewart did an interview with me and uh, I don't know, I think that might have been 19... Oh, where did I fly up from? They flew me up from... Sydney, so it must have been 1980, I think, from memory, 79 or 80. Yeah, yeah it must have been 1980. Yeah. And, uh, and then Bruce Honeywell sort of knew of me, and he and another, we have a mutual friend, uh, Paul Willoughby, and um, we knew of each other, but we eventually caught up, and he came round to John Burkett's depot in Medway Street, Rock Lee, one day, and he said, Oh, geez, he said, I've been looking for you, I'd like to do an interview. Yeah. I said, oh, right, I So he took the worst photo of me that anyone's ever took and put it on a whole page. Yeah. And interviewed me, and, uh, and that was in 1984. I forget which month. And um, anyway, uh, at the end of the interview, we went up to the uh, Rock Lee for a couple of sherbets, as you do, and uh, he said, uh, have you ever thought about, you know, writing a column and I said geez mate I said I've got the answer pretty full being an owner driver and you know married to four kids and all them sort of things and he said oh no he said uh, I'd like you to think about it so anyway I think my first column came out I think I might have shared it with you yeah in 1986 I think it took him a while to convince me and uh, I I can't remember when I wrote the last column but um, I uh, I was still writing them in uh, in 1989 and 1990, so I don't know yeah, where I finished yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Honeywell was a bit of a character, wasn't he? I mean, he was, he was one of the guys that really uh, sort of pulled the trucking media and made, made life interesting. He was a pretty straight shooter, wasn't he, Bruce? Oh, very straight shooter, yes. And, and uh, a terrific bloke, a great mate. I, uh, we don't see much of each other anymore, but that's just the way life works. And, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's had an... He's a great photographer and a great... Some of his road train videos that he made um, in the territory and, you know, about the Buntine boys and all that sort of thing are just absolutely brilliant. And um, a great photographer, absolutely, you know, immaculate photographer and a, and a great writer. Um, I think it was in uh, one of the issues of 1990 when, um, after the bus crashes in 1989, there was yeah. a show went on down at the Opera House and had all these people who know everything but know nothing gathered and no real truck drivers or transport operators or anything like that. And um, Bruce's coverage of that was just absolutely brilliant and uh, yeah. showed, them, showed them up <laughs> what they really are. And here we are still talking about the same problems now as we were back then and as we were in 1978. Yeah, well, Yogi and I opened up, a, opened up an issue from the early 90s and we could have been printed last week. Of course, um, yeah. Howard Shanks has sort of moved on now. He's back with uh, Kenworth Down Under. They're doing that magazine again. Yeah, and that's now, interesting. I'd love to see that. There. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing that. 
Yeah, well, it's out and about, mate. Uh, Howard Chanks is the technical editor on um, on uh, Camworth Down Under. So mm-hmm. a, they've got a, they're, they're sort of pulling. There's a bit a bit of a resurgence of some of this stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a question for you, Bob. Just have someone text in a question. The old mate, old Croakers, texting in. I want to know, did you ever cook food on the manifold? Or just do it on the what side of the road? He, he, wants, he wanted to know if you ever cooked the food on the manifold or what you did in the life, life in a truck before an air fryer, mate. In the, I, I didn't catch the last line. Try again, Mike. Did you, did, you ever cook, did you ever cook your food on the manifold of a truck or did you, what did you do in the world before an air fryer? <laughs> Yeah, well, I never had an air fryer on the road. I, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I had it. I used to, I think, uh, an article. The last trip Bruce Honeywell did with me was in 19... No, it was 2000 and something, when I was just had the single bridge fan behind the superliner, and uh, there's a photo of me uh, cooking the feed up on the fuel tank down uh, down near Aramac there somewhere. <laughs> my finance broker rang me up the next day, and he said, did the cut burn down? I said, what do you mean? He said, you've got a gas stove on the fuel tank. I said, yeah, yeah well, it's only diesel, not petrol. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, uh, no, I, uh, I've warmed, warmed up the odd can of baked beans on the manifold or the, or the exhaust pipe elbow, mate, yeah. A pie, mate. I've thrown a pie in foil on the manifold before. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that game. I oh, eat yeah? it cold. Yeah, got yeah. a little bit burnt too, let me tell you. I remember. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, no, I'm not, not really a pie person, so... Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, but... Yeah. No, but the uh, the best, I reckon, um, few times there when I did the early trips to Darwin before the days of air conditioners and bunks and and uh, fridges and that, like uh, the um, Tuwee's Blues and the Tuwee's New at room temperature out of the tour box and the baked beans were nearly warm enough to eat without eating them up anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> Handy. Well, Yogi, you'd say the best way to have an emu, mate, is the bark which's been rolling around in the toolbox of the truck for about a week and it's got all the paint knocked off it. Yeah, and it's like 40, 40 degrees. You reckon that's the best <laughs> time to drink it? Yeah, yeah, no, well, uh, toolbox temperature works well in the territory in the middle of summer, I can tell you that. <laughs> Not better for the food than the beer, but anyway, if you've never, never drank uh, 4X or uh, Tuwee's at room temperature, you haven't lived. <laughs> oh mate, I tell you what, it's scary stuff. I, I, I just, I can't contemplate it. Yogi's going to owe me a carton of bloody emu shortly. The worst, you know, the worst part about that, it won't be bad being owed a carton of beer. The yeah. worst part's going to be we're going to have to drink it. Are you going to drink it warm? Oh, I, I don't know if I should try and experience that. Do you reckon I should try and experience the warm emu? Uh Amy is not the worst beer I've ever drank. It could be Suffolk out of Adelaide or something. That'd be, oh, that'd be oh, now you're scaring me. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd stick with the Amy and make sure it's export, though. Oh, Amy, export, yeah, well, it is. Amy, uh, oh, yeah, because you get Amy a bit of tea, can't you? Yes, that's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm not sure yeah. what he'll give me. <laughs> well, he'll probably, he'll probably give you whatever he doesn't want to drink himself. Oh, well, that won't be much. <laughs> well, you won't be giving anything away. I'll tell you what, it's like it's just coming up for 25 to 10 according to the play school clock. We need to have a bit of a... Uh, I need to go to the fridge and get another beer. Have you got another tune racked up there, have you? Uh, oh, look, why, why not, eh? Let's do something. Let's have another tune. All right, eh? Uh, 
I've had a couple of requests that I forgot to mention it to you. I've had a couple of requests tonight, but anyway, don't worry about that. Just find something that you like. Right, eh? We'll see what we can do, eh? We'll, um, right, eh? We'll be back shortly. Right, eh? Rabbit. She says Rabbit is a good song, didn't he? Driving My Life Away was one of uh, my favourite Eddie Rabbit songs, you know. Right, eh? I, I haven't heard that one. I'll have to find it. Oh, come on. We've got two versions of it to play this, mate. We've got one by Eddie Rabbit, we've got another one by Red Atkins. That one, the, the Red Atkins one, was um, the soundtrack to the movie um, Black 
dog. Right. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Um, you must be looking harder than me then. Two versions of it, eh? Yeah, there's two versions of it there, mate. Absolutely. Right. Unless they're both right. One of them is... What was that? I say both Let's... versions are good. <laughs> they're both versions. Both versions are good. That big black Peterbilt. I believe that truck's in Australia, you know. Really? I, heard, I, heard, I heard that some guy from some guy bought that uh, Peterbilt and brought it over here. Right. The one, the one that they used in the movie. Have you seen? There's a, there's one running around up in Brisbane too, uh, an R66, six sixty six or whatever it is, um, Mac, the uh, replica of the convoy truck, the Chris Christopherson uh, convoy truck. Registered and still drives around. Or, yeah, up in Brisbane. Right. Yeah, up on the up on the Gold Coast there. I, someone sent me a post some photos of it a couple of months ago. Towing a tanker too, believe it or not. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. A bit of a bit of an interesting thing, but it's a it's a it's a replica of the of the American truck, and the the difference from the R six hundred back is that the cab set a little bit to the side. The, it's not quite straight with the chassis. It's sort of, yeah, they they were called a U model, I think. Yeah. Anyway, mm. I don't know much about the old Max mate. I about to get the Mac Muster boys on, get Mark Lawrence on, uh, uh, Matt Lawrence on rather. He'd be able to tell us all about it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. The Mac Muster boys from, from Western Australia, they'd know all about it. There'd be someone there that would know about it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mac Mud slaps on the ute, and um, I drove my first Mac just before I turned 20, so I'm a bit of a Mac nut. But I don't, I don't know I, I can't believe that uh, people actually drove quad boxes, mate. Oh, that's uh, what I learnt in cutting the teeth on just before I turned 20, mate. After 50,000, I thought I could drive it, and when I'd done 250,000, I thought, well, I just about can. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, say for the listeners playing the lot at home, a quad box has got three gear levers, right? Two. Right. Two levers and two splitters, is it? Two levers. No, one, two, two gear levers. Your main box and your auxiliary box. Your main box is, uh, is gears, one, gears one to five plus reverse. And then your uh, auxiliary box has got four gears in it. Um, uh, low split, low, high and high split. Yeah, that's what they used to call them, I think, from memory. And uh, so you, the... the uh, the actual, uh, they've actually got 22 speeds that, uh, right. I tell you what, it's a work of art trying to find some of them. <laughs> well, the object of the exercise was that you'd move the, the main box into one gear and then you'd move the other box from, what, four gears or whatever it was, that you'd neutralise yeah, well, them. You, no, you, on, on the highway, you, you start out in low, low, you know, in, in first low, and you don't use... You don't use low low in the in the auxiliary box. You just use uh, low high and high split. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't use low split. You don't use the, the full, that, That's the real call of gear. So for highway use, you, you, you do three changes in first gear, then then you, you move the two sticks into second and back into low, and then uh, then you do three three in the auxiliary box and and uh, and the uh, when you when you've done the third move in fourth gear, it's just one shift into far into fifth on the highway. Right. So, 
if you compare it to an 18-speed box or a 13-speed box, or an 18-speed box, most of us drive those these days. Yeah, you've got, the high, you've got the high-low range, but yeah. you say you've bottom half of the box into the top half of the box. That's one one split, and then each gear is each gear's got a split. Well, your your, your, uh, your quad box is essentially that, but you're using gear levers instead of push buttons. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, an 18-speed is sort of, you know, as well as the quad box, you used to have five the four spicers, and um, mm-hmm. uh, there was another. I've forgotten what they were called anyway. Yeah, the the, the compound boxes like 13 speeds and 18 speeds. Uh, all they are is, is a two-speed box. They, they, it's all happen, happens internally with the, you know, with the air or air electric switching. And uh, yeah. but once you've driven, once you've driven a twin-stick transmission of any kind, you hop in something like an 18-speed or a 13-speed, and um, the 15 and 10 are a little bit different, of course. But uh, you can understand what the box is trying to do. Yeah. I had uh, one of the scanners. I had a 112 scanner. I I bought. T1128 scanner I bought brand new and um, I had a 14 speed spicer fitted in that. I was actually looking at an old diary the other day about it and uh, yeah. uh, it was one of the better trucks I ever owned actually. It was a marvellous bit of gear and uh, yeah, and it was the same thing, you know, like if you'd driven a 5 before spicer, which I hadn't driven far but I had driven one, um, you could understand what the 14 speed spicer was trying to do when you, when you drove it with the, uh, with, you know, with the uh, the switches on the knob, sort of thing. No, I've never, I've never driven a, a spicer or anything like that. I've driven a a a Mac at a, a, a two thirty seven or a two thirty five cool power two thirty seven. Two thirty seven, a Maxidyne. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's got a Maxidyne, and that that had a five speed box. Yes, so they had, they had a single stick five speed box, the basic model, but later on they also came out with a. Uh, a second stick to give you a, a lower gear for plate work and creeper work and that sort of thing. Yeah, it was pretty. It was it was pretty tall in the gear, and I remember. And, yeah, but the torque uh, talk was absolutely mind blowing what they had. What, what was that, Bob? Sorry, I missed it. I said the torque they had was absolutely mind blowing for the you know at the time that they were built. They were brilliant. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a, a good little truck. It was an F seven hundred. That was a cab yeah, over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That that birth of the ground, that truck. Uh, oh yeah, that's sad. It, uh, <laughs> it, uh, it had a uh, gear lever. The gear lever bit was torn in it, and oh me, the guy, the guy argued it was throwing a rag around the thing to stop the wind blowing up through the gear lever boot. Yeah, um, went down onto the side of the motor and caught fire, and bloody thing just burned. Yeah, you know, they, they, you know, with the, the torque they had and the turbo on them, they ran pretty hot. Those two thirty sevens. Yeah, yeah. I'd say they, 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 for, for two hundred and thirty-seven horsepower, they were they were an amazing bit of gear. Yeah, real horses, not not not. not oh yeah, no, they, 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 they were draft horses, mate. They weren't ponies. Yeah, and of course, then I went on. I drove at nine speed after. It was a nine speed and a. Uh, in an LN, uh, LNT Louisville after that. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, and uh, then a 15-speed. Then a yeah. And that thing, that thing got along pretty well. My first Western started, I bought out a 13 in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I drove a Mace truck with a Super Kenyan a, u
has had a had a uh, eight inch speed. And apart from that W mod late driver in New Zealand with the fifteen in it, that the one yeah. with the no clutch. The one, the one, the one, the one with the dicky clutch. The one with the dicky clutch. That's the one. Yeah, I remember that story. Oh man, I've never been. No so one's ever, no one's ever going to let you forget it. That's the thing. Uh, I've never been so humiliated in all my life. <laughs> anyway, there you go. The crack, the, the yeah. joke break stall at the finish was that. That's what capped that off. Yeah, Did right. anyone video that? I think it was video. I, 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 yeah, I think it was video. So who would have that? I'm not telling you. Oh, that's the answer I expected. I'd love to be. I'd love to get hold of it and see if Mark Fletcher was interested in buying it. Yeah, well, there'll be, there'll be, I won't be. I won't be promoting that bit of video footage for sure. And I'm fairly sure if you got onto the guys at Walmart Media in New Zealand, they know who's got it though. Yeah, someone will find it. Hmm. It'll turn yeah. up. Expect it, Craig. Someone will just put it up on YouTube one day and uh, act surprised. Yeah, well, I want to be the one that puts it on YouTube, though. Yeah, you would. You'd be the one that put it there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit careful. I'm a bit careful about what goes around, comes around. Yeah. Uh, we've all got plenty of those instances. Well, we've all, we've all done these things. And, you know, the, worst, the most embarrassing part about that was the guy that I was driving the truck. We had long conversations and I talked a pretty big game, you know, with, with, with uh, uh, discussed the fact that I'd driven the big quads up in the Pilgrim and all that sort of thing. And I was currently at that time driving a 909. And here I am getting caught out by this little W model. Did that, <laughs> did that hurt the ego? Yeah, you go, well, I don't have an ego, mate. Yeah. Oh, so he does have an ego, Craig. It seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I remember the beginning of the. I remember that coming up at the beginning of the evening. <clears throat> mm. Oh, mate, no, ego's not a dirty word. No, so you have a bit of an ego. It's it, it is it's a bruise though, isn't it? When you have one of those instances. The worst part about it was I did it in front of a crowd. Yeah. You know, and the worst part about it is that I did it in front of the guy that owned the truck. <laughs> and he laughed. And, uh, and he laughed. Because he would have done it many times. If he'd have roared at me, it would have made me feel a little bit better. Uh, anyway, there you are. Yeah, these things happen. They do, yeah. they do indeed. So I wonder if I'll, I wonder, I wonder uh, what, the, what the plans are down the track as far as uh, road tests and things go. We've got the fellas just speaking to the guys from Long Haul Media. They're coming over for the truck show to Brisbane and we've managed, they do a thing called a retro test. Have you seen these? Have you bought the retro tests from the boys? In no, Hall? I haven't. Oh. I've heard about them, Mike. Uh, so they've done the retro test and that truck rocking that caught me out was one of the last, that's retro test for rocking. So if you get oh, on right. YouTube, listeners, get on YouTube and Google Retro Test 4, that's the truck we're talking about, the old Daycap West, the Daycap W model was the one that we record out of the clutch. Yeah. Um, they've done one on a Superliner and a couple of others as well. Uh, I've lined Don Turner's R200 up for them to do the Retro Test of while they're in Brisbane. Oh, wow, they'll be blown away with that truck. That's an absolute work of art. Yeah, so, so Don's agreed to to get that thing out of the shed and, and, and uh, wipe the dust off it, the boys are going to take it for a bit of a drive. 
They get into conflict I don't think with these people. I don't think it ever gets much dust on it. <laughs> <laughs> I found a little bit sarcastic, Bob. The, the tongue was very much in the cheek when I said that. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been. <laughs> yeah. But there's, I mean, there's a few, there's a few bloody good old trucks around. I mean, Norm Branch grows old Rios are not a bad thing, you know. Yeah, Norm's no, having a ball with that. Yeah, he's actually still taking that out and throwing a bit of freight with it. Yeah, yeah, you're helping the boys out when they get a bit snowed under. Unbelievable. And of course, that uh, that legend that his young fella's got, that's a pretty special truck. I yeah, Michael, yeah, no, that, that, uh, that, that is a standout for sure. That's a uh, real rig of, the, uh, rig of the month material, that truck, Craig, that one. Which one's that, sorry? The, uh, Norm's. The Norm's Young fellow, yeah. Michael is it? Bob is yeah, that his name? Yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Um, Norm's young fellow, Michael's uh, nine hundred legend. Yeah, it's a, a beautiful old old school paint job on it. It's done some work too. That truck. Um, yeah, the, trailer, some, the matching trailer really sets it apart too. It, it does. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a beautiful cream in the in the paintwork. It's just a bloody beautiful truck, and um, it's done some work. It's, it's not a show pony. She gets out there and does the miles. Norm takes a bit of a drive occasionally, apparently. Yeah. It reminds and, uh, me of that saying that used to be on the back of Overdrive magazine under the Peterbilt ad, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, class is never outdated. That's right, it is never outdated. You know, they used to do some things. Yeah, you talk about you talk about the old magazine, the way they used to advertise things, and how that, you know, they'd have a... They'd have a uh, a, a lovely looking woman. I think you've said in a ball gown or something like that, standing in front yeah, of a beautiful, yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah, that, that, was, that was one of the main features of Overdrive magazine, the Peterbilt ad on the back cover. Yeah, it's just incredible the way things that, like you were talking before there about Bruce Honeywell and, and Howard Shanks and all those guys that, that have sort yeah, of. Yeah. Um, you, you've got to wonder when they look at the way some things are being done these days, or I suppose Howard's. Speaking with his uh, expertise, really bringing Kenworth down under back, isn't he? And he's basically saying, "Well, you know, this is this is what you need to be doing." Yeah. yeah. Mark Gibson did a lot. Was was one of the editors of Truck and Bus that I worked with, a terrific young fellow, and he uh, he did a lot to. I think he did the Kenworth calendars for quite a few years. I don't know if he still does or not. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good truck photographers around now, though. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. you've only got to look at some of the work that's been done by... There's a fella now, I think he called himself Ararat Truck Spotting or something. You seen that, Craig? Yeah, there's there's a few guys that um, that do that sort of stuff. It, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing what they're producing with sometimes not much more than a, than a phone. No, yeah, my phone, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah there's a yeah, few, my, a few uh, up this way that, my, that you know, taken... Doing, doing a lot of A-doubles and things like that. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing what it's about these days. Mm. Gary Hutchins Gary Hutchins is getting a lot of, collecting a lot of sort of photos from way back when and his truck, uh, you know, transport company is no longer with us, Paige. Yeah. And then um, uh, Tony White and Geelong on the, uh, I forget what he calls his page, he gets a lot of trucks on the freeway there, he's, uh, he's not real mobile these days, Tony, but he still gets the phone out and shares a lot of photos. You know, there's a lot of blokes putting a lot of memories up. Yeah, it's, uh, I, uh, I don't mind 
seeing some of these old, uh, iconic old trucks driving down the road, you get that diesel smell you hear that unmistakable noise. You know, nothing like the nothing like the whistling of a bloody turbo or the you know, the smell of the diesel sound of an E9 at full noise, Bob. But, no, that's right. And uh, there was a bit of that went on last weekend at Hall and the Hair. That that was what when yeah. I first heard Barry blowing his air horns. I thought he must have been sailing through Picton and all the kids were pumping the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate! I tell you what, there are some sights. There are some sights to see. Some of those fellas put a hell of a lot of time in those trucks. Yeah, it really is. Really is something oh, yeah. to see. Just, uh, you know, I'd love to be able to go to everything that's on every year, but you can't. So I'm just. Uh, you just can't. I've had, a, I've had a good year so far, though, with the Kenworth Classic and uh, and uh, the Sylvia's Gap Run and uh, yep. a couple of other things. And uh, if I can make the Trangy Truck Show and the uh, um, the reunion this year, that'll uh, I might make one other event as well. I've got a couple of invitations, so uh, yeah. it will be a pretty good year if I can cover all that. Yeah, well, Rose is going to have to drive me over to the reunion, Bob, because I'll probably still have my buddy Arminus in by then. If you what, mate? Well, oh. oh, oh, right, right. Rose is a good driver. She used to get you to person back without much worry. She probably yeah, carried right. him back then. That's right. She she managed to do that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll be you'll be in good hands, mate. And I'll uh, we'll we'll catch up at uh, at the um, oh, maybe at the Australia Hotel at Bulia or the Middleton Pub or somewhere and go from there. We'll see how we do. I know that uh, I know that she's going to be driving me up to Brisbane. I'll still have the arm in this thing for sure then. So, uh, well, anyway, I hope it. Uh, hope you get it uh, sorted. We'll be right, mate. I can't wait. I haven't driven a truck since January. You know, I miss it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I really. I do. I've been a bit longer than that, but anyway, at least uh, yeah. I'm still in touch with a lot of wonderful people and uh, still part of it all. So I've got a lot That's to be right. grateful for. Not much to be miserable about. Yeah, well, time to wrap it up uh, there, Craig. We've got a four min- about four minutes to the hour, I suppose. What's on for next week, mate, you know? For me or for, for us? Well for, well, for me and for us. Uh, well, we're going to try and have a meeting sometime next week, if, if we can we find do. Yogi. Go um, and catch him. Yeah, that, that'll be the start. Yeah, try, short, try short catch week. Him before he scoots back over to the west and... Yeah. Talk about some developments, and uh, we'll be back for the Saturday session at seven o'clock next Saturday night. Yeah, but we've got a short yeah. week. Um, we do have a short week. So Are we going? Are we going to do a Saturday session next week? It's Easter, isn't it? Next week at least. I think we will. Yes, Easter Saturday. Easter Saturday. You reckon we can? Well, I'll be unsupervised, so I'll need something to keep me under control for a little while. So you can count yes. me in. Yeah, That's right, for eh? sure. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you and Yogi should head to the north coast. Maybe we should head to the north coast. Yeah. That's a there's a bed up there, I think. I'd have to bring I'd have to bring the dogs with me, mate. That'd be no good. Oh, I'm sure they'd get on. Oh well, mate, you never know. <laughs> and what are your plans for next week, Bob? Uh, I'd probably just um, go about things quietly, uh, Mike. I might uh, might. Head out out the bush and camp for a couple of nights if I, you know, depending on the weather. Yeah, righto. Yep. But other than that, just uh, you know, just hold the fort. Hold the fort. 
Well, don't, don't, forget, don't forget to put in something to talk about, mate. Old Crakey wants your, uh, wants your pearls of wisdom. So I believe, uh, yeah, I did hear about that. <laughs> Have you made your mind up what you're talking about yet? I have, you haven't told me, you haven't shared it with me yet. Am I in for surprise? You haven't shared your uh, thoughts with your stuff you're talking about for this week? Is it, is it, is it something we can, we can share now, is it? Or? Um... Oh, I'm sitting on about three or four options, but I think I might um, I might do a little special story for for, for Sleepy. Okay, you do that. That'd that everyone great. else that everyone else can enjoy, because I, I remember telling the story to Ted. I remember telling this story to Ted, but I don't remember telling it to Sleepy, and it will sort of uh, you know level up the ledger as far as uh, you know uh, getting the other sorting the other people out that needed sorting out about that. <laughs> The Master Carriers and the LDRCA. Yeah, well, you know, the, uh, people were... Uh, I can tell a lot of stories about members of the LDRTA, the ARTF and uh, all this thing, but uh, the, the, the frustrating part, and Barry has already commented on this, the frustrating part about the LDRTA was that it, it, uh, it was just like a dirty bum, just like the TWU and all those other organisations. <laughs> But, uh, but there was some, you know, the executive had a lot to answer for, but there were some bloody top people, members like the late John Arnott and, and um, uh, Max Keogh was a member and Jeff Rudd and, and um, you know, I could rattle off half a dozen names of blokes that I just got eternal respect for that were on the committee and in the membership, but uh, the executive officers rode roughshod over a lot of them and made, you know, made pills out of them. Yeah, that's right. That's All right, it's time to go, mate. We've got a minute left. We've got the news all queued up and ready to go. I think that'll be... Yeah, uh, we do. So, so, yeah. Okay, good so, night. Thanks, everyone, that's for listening tonight. Thanks for coming, um, uh, chatting with us and sharing the session. Bob, it's really been a great pleasure to have you. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for your work in the background, mate. And... Uh, well, uh, Sean Bindley, the West Australian state opposition is criticising the government over the state of the health system. Two people have died in the past six months while on the waiting list for heart surgery at the Fiona Stanley Hospital. Liberals leader Libby Metham says the health system is under too much pressure and blames the government. Waiting longer than the clinical time has now become the new normal under the McGowan government. This is a government that have run the health system to the ground and unfortunately waiting over boundary or beyond the clinically recommended time has become the new normal. The Easter holidays mean a rush of tourists to Queensland and with its several significant travel announcements, Siobhan Fay reports. It'll be a hive of activity tomorrow at Brisbane International Airport with more than 15,000 people expected in the terminal at some stage. That's a new post-COVID record with Easter travel to thanks for the boom. It comes as the Gold Coast Airport welcomes back the first AirAsia X flight from Kuala Lumpur since 2020. They'll be running three services every week to be boosted to five by the end of the year. Meanwhile, on the seas, P&O cruises have used their 90th anniversary to announce a new Queensland port call. Townsville will join the lineup from 2025. And on our roads, police will be in full force with Operation Victor Easter to be conducted until April 16. Motorists have been warned every speed camera will be at police disposal. Police in New South Wales are calling on witnesses to help find the driver of a ute which struck a woman in Sydney's inner suburbs. Hayley Francis has the details. 
The 26-year-old woman was crossing Parramatta Road near Mallet Street just before 2.30 this morning before she was hit by a Holden Ute. The driver fled the scene and continued travelling along Parramatta Road. The victim remains in a stable condition at Royal Prince Alfred Hospital. Police are appealing for anyone with dash cam footage to come forward. The victim of a crash in Melbourne's northeast this morning was a 16-year-old boy. Emergency services were called to reports a car had crashed into three parked vehicles in Churnside Park just after 2am. A fire then started. Police and witnesses pulled the male driver and the two male passengers from the vehicle. Paramedics worked on the rear passenger, a 16-year-old Montrose boy, but he died at the scene. And a serious crash in Logan in southeast Queensland has left one person fighting for life. Paramedics rushed to the scene in Slacks Creek just before 1 o'clock. The High Acuity Response Unit transported the critical patient to the Princess Alexandra Hospital. Three other patients have been transported in stable conditions. And search efforts are continuing today for an elderly woman reported missing in Brisbane's west. Sarah Wombie has more. Family of 78-year-old Leslie Trotter last spoke to her on Monday when her brother went to visit her to Wong home the next day. She wasn't there. Police yesterday were searching the Mount Cutha bushwalking trails, saying Leslie is an avid hiker and bushwalker. It's understood her behaviour is particularly out of character, with police confirming she left her belongings at home. She's described as Caucasian. 162 centimetres tall with an athletic build, blonde hair and blue eyes. Anyone in the area is being urged to keep an eye out for her. Sarah Wombey, Air News. And millions of Australians will get an extra hour of sleep tomorrow when daylight saving ends. Yay! At three in the morning, clocks will turn back an hour in New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia and Tasmania. This is Air News. <laughs> A disappointing result for Oscar Piastri in qualifying at the Formula One Grand Prix in Melbourne today. Out in Q1, he'll start from 16th on the grid. Valtteri Bottas in his Alfa Romeo also out in Q1. Red Bull's Sergio Perez also crashed. Oh, got Sergio. Is, he is having a nightmare of a day. Sergio Perez is not a good day, is it? And his first lap, first lap out of the pits. He wasn't even on a flying lap. He's gone and put it in the gravel and he is going to be taking no further part in this qualifying session. In AFL today, Hawthorne have beaten North Melbourne by 19 points in Launceston and it'll be a night of celebration at the MCG this evening as St Kilda celebrates 150 years. In rugby league, the Broncos take on the West Tigers tonight. Brisbane coach Kevin Walters believes his side is mentally stronger than the one that crashed out of finals contention last year but he isn't getting carried away. It's all about us building. We've done, you know, we've won a few games in a row, which is good, but it's about continuing on that momentum. Uh, there's great enthusiasm around, lots of energy around the group. Again, we're very fortunate to be running out at, at our home, Suncorp. That's a bonus for us. In Super Rugby, the Fiji and Drua have defeated the Melbourne Rebels 38 to 28. In horse racing, the Peter Moody trained I Wish I Win has stormed home to win the $3 million TJ Stakes at Royal Randwick today. Chris Wallace neared another Group 1 win with Militarise upsetting the field to take out the size produce. Favourite Cylinder struggled on the heavy track, finishing well back. Australian Independent.